0: Hello there, my name is Jeff, and welcome to episode 69 of the Game Sharks nice. podcast, where we talk about nice. our favorite thing in the world, nice, <laughs> <laughs> I and saw video games. <laughs> Joining me this week is Adam. I saw it coming. Hello. Derek. Hello. And Andrew. That's what she said. Uh, uh, how are we doing and today?
1: Andrew,
2: that's what she said. Well, no, it was a follow-up to Adam.
0: <laughs> what did Adam I don't even remember what Adam said.
3: <laughs> Let's see. Thirty Jesus seconds in or already a mess Yeah, this is New a disaster.
0: Record. Uh hi, everybody listening and watching. Thank you for coming to this episode of the Game Sharks Podcast. Uh no emails today, but we got a little bit of fun news we're gonna talk about, and it is the third episode in our series of four where we talk about the best video games of each decade. This this uh episode is the two thousands, the naughties stop my brother uh referred to them as the oddies which the oddies yeah. somehow worse what about <laughs> yeah. just the 2000s yeah that's, that's what everyone else see how easy is. that is yeah it's much better but like you if you were like oh the 1990s you sound like a dweeb you just say the 90s it's- okay
2: yeah, 1990s but- is f- at least four syllables 2000s is
0: three or less mm, not a fan anyways let's we'll start with the news as we always do so remember how was it last week, 2 weeks ago we were talking about how you will no longer be able to buy games digitally on the PS3 or the PS Vita? Surprise, you can again. Uh all the people out there who rushed to dig out their PS3s and Vitas to buy all sorts of games, uh they got got. Hmm. Uh so yeah, Jim Ryan made a post on the the PlayStation blog just basically saying like, "Hey, we're not doing that." Uh psp still gonna retire but ps3 and ps vita we're gonna keep the stores open indefinitely forever
1: i think it's uh for now for now
0: until they like, allow until everyone all forgets about this. be bought
1: on playstation
0: yeah i think like, till any,
1: uh, like year, a year from now and they say all right we're really turning it off this time and then like this time instead of uh, hundreds of people it's like tens of people say like, wait so- no and then it's like <laughs> too late we gave you a year
0: yeah. Uh I'm with you on this one. I don't I don't think this is going to last as super long. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just like a lo- I feel like they had to do it as a PR move.
1: A lot of people were like putting it to Akin to that they're like, "Oh, this must mean they they have some kind of backwards compatible plan or something." But it, I think it definitely sounds like it's like, "Hmm, I guess we could still make a little bit more money from that."
0: Yeah, right? Maybe they saw a <laughs> spike in sales because people thought it was going away. Yeah, and they were like, oh, people still are yeah. using this.
3: Yeah, like, clearly there's a little bit of interest, so maybe hold off.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm sorry if you're one of those people who panic bought some games, but like, at least you own them now. Alright, I'm super excited about this news. Earthblade. Yes. A game that has been revealed by, what is it, XOK? Extremely OK Games. Ex- yeah, Extremely OK <laughs> Games uh formerly Matt makes games these are the people who made Celeste and Towerfall they both tower games yeah both some of my favorite games like Towerfall is an incredible couch co-op game and Celeste is one of my favorite games in general uh so this game is called Earthblade and they did a vibe reveal so i put a link in the discord i don't know if you guys have seen it yet it's a video of like a slow scrolling up of a like a painting and it's also playing a song and that's all we've gotten so far. We no no idea when this is gonna be done. They basically said, Hey, it's gonna be done when it's done. Don't worry about it. Uh but this is we're giving you a little bit of a taste. Uh Lena Rain is doing the music, same person who did the music for Celeste, so mm-hmm. very excited Good about stuff. that. If you listen to the song in in the vibe trailer, the vibe reveal trailer, like it makes me think about uh like wandering through a forest. Ancient magics that you don't understand, critters popping out of the ground, and like selling you stuff, and, ma- and maybe like a wizard somewhere.
3: Yeah, I listen to it maybe too. It definitely gives you, it definitely gives you classic fantasy vibes, like yeah, like good old fashioned RPG, like adventure game vibes. Mm. So. I am very excited.
0: I don't think they said what the genre is going to be. I'm guessing it's going to be like an adventure similar to Zelda or a Metroidvania. Those are the two that make the most sense. That's yeah, that's it, what I'm it, that's what I'm guessing.
1: From, it says on the tweet a 2D explore action game. So, it must action. be like a Metroidvania-ish.
0: Yeah, like somewhere Metroidvania
3: adjacent world. at the very least.
2: Well,
0: yeah, yeah I I'm, I'm so hyped for this. Uh I love both of those games. They can't go wrong. Their music's incredible. Their their uh, pixel art is incredible. I don't know if it's going to be pixel art. I think they like did K-Drawn. say it's going to be I yeah. think it's going to be
3: pixel art they said. Did
0: they? Seamless
1: yeah. pixel art world. Yeah, I can't wait. Jeff, and... did you even read the tweet you t- you liked? <laughs> no.
0: I mean, I did before, but then I haven't read it recently. Anyways, I'm I'm so incredibly <laughs> excited about this. Uh yeah, this is has immediately shot up there with uh, Project Triangle Strategy, one of my most anticipated games that we don't know anything about. Or we don't know when exactly it's coming, but I, I'm, it's probably going to be similar to Silksong where we won't see this for like four or five years and we'll still be like, hey, where's where's Earthblade? Remember that game? Yeah, um, yeah they
3: specifically said 20XX, so yeah, yeah, it'll be out somewhere in the next century.
0: When foxes rule the earth. <laughs> All right. So who here is a fan of the Castlevania anime on Netflix? Watch the raised. Yeah,
3: I watched the first season. I've yet to go see the rest. Only the it. first season. I I somehow forgot about it, and then I saw this, and like, oh wait, shit! I need to watch the rest of it. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. Scene.
0: Yeah, I love Dude, that show. It's incredible. seasons
2: two and three like dwarf the first season.
3: Okay, I guess that's what I'm watching after Demon Slayer.
0: Oh yeah, it's so good. Anyways, the final season is coming on May 13th, which I feel like they've done this for every season. It's just like, oh, surprise! You're gonna be able to watch it in two to three weeks. <laughs> every time they, yeah,
3: Netflix it. specifically tends to do that with a lot of stuff. Like they kind of just, you know, give you short notice.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm super pumped about this love Castlevania. Uh, so it's, this is going to wrap up basically the story with Trevor and Cypher. Uh, and then apparently there's rumors going around that it's not the end of the show necessarily, like they're gonna do a time skip because the whole idea of Castlevania is every hundred years, Dracula comes back and his castle reappears, and um, descendant... the second like
3: a a different Belmont.
0: Yeah, exactly. A descendant of the Belmont family takes it upon themselves to go defeat Dracula. I'm pretty sure canonically Simon is the son of of Trevor, or maybe he's second in line, like the grandson. I'm not 100 percent sure, but like Simon is after Trevor, so I wouldn't be surprised if we end up getting a. Um, Simon is his son. Is his son? Oh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we end up getting a season about Simon, who is like probably the most famous of all the Belmonts. Uh, in give me a Richter show.
1: Richter would be sweet. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: just make it would be awesome if they just turned Symphony of the Night into a show. That whole yeah, dynamic. That could be a whole season of an anime. Yeah, absolutely. Easily. That'd be really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm super looking forward to this. Uh, I this is one of those few shows that like no matter when it comes out, I put down everything else and just binge yeah. it. There are very few of those in my life, but this is absolutely one of them. Yeah, so.
2: I think the most exciting, like, you know, the final season aside, uh, the most exciting part of it is the possibility of exploring the different characters and, and other time periods in that universe. You know, because one of my favorite things that media can do is kind of explore the depths of a given world if it's, you know, creative enough. One of the And one of the reasons that's frustrated the most about Star Wars recently, Jeff, is that they can't get away from the skywalkers or the um, same
0: like eight planets
2: yeah and that's why i like legend of Korra so much is because sure like it is still tied to the original story of Le- of last airbender but it's still its own unique thing mm. um it's like a different so, time yeah, I hope, period new technology i hope they can capture yeah. something like that with this
3: Yeah, it does the very correct thing of use the world you have but build off of it don't just keep going back to the few things you've already developed yeah, yeah. Keep building more, which is, you know, the best thing you can do storytelling wise.
0: Yeah, super so excited for this. Huh? It looked like <laughs> you wanted to say something, but now it makes me think you weren't even paying attention. No, no, I was,
1: I was, I was listening.
0: Okay. Are you, did Just you want to say anything? I was
1: nodding along. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. I, I all I could think about was, uh, isn't that why people don't like, like, Legend of Korra, is because it does have nothing to do with
0: no it very much has it it's like the perfect amount of going back to the original like Uh, it like it acknowledges all the characters from the original like Korra is the avatar directly after Aang and she needs to learn airbending from Aang's son yeah he's one of the the only airbenders so the last airbender I guess after uh I found out that
1: Aang wasn't in it I didn't want to watch it
3: (laughs) You see, that was that's the point Derek uh that
1: was
0: Watch it. <laughs> yeah,
3: that was most people's just, like criticism about it. like Cora is nothing like Ang, but that was kind of the point like completely yeah. opposite personality.
0: I'm I'm one of those people who's in the very small camp of I think Cora is just as good as the original and even better in some parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it,
3: it gets a lot more mature as well, like a yeah.
2: little darker. I think it's approaching the level of Last Airbender, but the Last Airbender is too perfect.
0: True that. Yeah, I think Korra doesn't stay as consistent as last Avengers. Anyways, we're this is not a Korra or an Avatar podcast. We'll start that once they start the Avatar universe in the next couple years. (laughs) We'll we'll have a spinoff show where we talk specifically about Avatar. Avatar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Apex Legends. We got a couple cool things from Apex Legends. Derek, you're the big Apex player here. Still, yeah. All right, what do you think? We'll we'll start with Apex Legends Mobile. What do you think about that? Will you play it?
1: No, I don't like mobile games. We're I also don't like it.
0: mobile games. However, yeah. this is going to skyrocket the popularity. I know in China, mobile games are like the biggest oh, yeah. thing because they don't have access to a lot of the consoles, but everyone has a cell phone. So I know PUBG uh, Mobile is huge in China still. I think the Call of Duty mobile game is also huge. Yeah, really Call big of Duty Mobile
1: is huge. So
0: I think this is going to help them just blow up and reach more people who couldn't previously reach it. And it's yeah. going to be super popular, but for people like us... We're never gonna play it. Nah,
3: but I don't even like competitive shooters that much. So
0: <laughs> it looks it looks really good because um, Apex has that car- I don't want to say right. cartoony, but like more of a, a cell shaded. Yeah, it's not yeah. as realistic as Call of Duty is trying to be. It's closer to Fortnite than Call of Duty. Uh, it translates well to the phone. Uh, all the textures are kind of dumbed down, blurred, uh, but the J- the general basic premises there and it still looks like apex which is right cool uh so yeah good stuff from why can't i remember the name of the developer they made the jedi fallen order uh, respawn. Respawn. respawn thank you um <laughs> all right the other apex news is we have a reveal of a new character and normally that's not something i would really bring up on the podcast but this character in particular is very interesting her name is valkyrie and she is the daughter of one of the villains from Titanfall 2, who was yeah. uh, oh, a Titan Viper. pilot. Yeah, Viper was the bad guy. Uh, her name is Valkyrie. Yeah. So she, it looks like if there's like an eight minute story trailer about her as a kid and t- learning how to uh, operate one of the Titans with her dad. And in the end, it looks like she is turning the titan into like a personalized suit of some kind yeah. so basically like an iron man type situation so our abilities will probably revolve around that have a jet pack of some kind uh so yeah this is really cool this is what we were talking about not only not like what one or two weeks ago how they're gonna start incorporating titanfall stuff in we have a character straight out of the titanfall lore
1: yeah so they they dropped the they do they do like three trailers every season they do like the story animated trailers which are really really good uh, it makes me seem like they're eventually they're gonna try to do like a Netflix show or something like League of Legends does or whatever uh, but and then they drop like an animated like in game trailer where it's like the the legend shows up in like the the in universe version of the Apex Games or something for the first time and then usually like a day or two later they'll drop the gameplay trailer of the new legend so that there has yeah i don't think there's been anything about what her abilities have been yet no but yeah they did drop at the end of the cgi trailer the not the story trailer but the legend trailer i guess it's called the legend trailer mm-hmm. uh, that there's they're adding a new mode called arenas okay and that reveal is i think on monday and it's basically, I think it's confirming the long rumored that they're adding, like, Team
0: Deathmatch to Apex. Oh, that would be really cool. I yeah. just, like, I like the Battle Royale mode a lot, but I know there's a ton of people out there who would enjoy just playing Team Deathmatch. And just, like... I,
2: Apex's shooting mechanics are so solid that you could port that to other
1: modes and have it just flow really naturally. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to go for, like, kind of like a Valorant style. Not, you know, obviously not as not as CSGO, like Valorant, but like, hey, we could have a competitive character-based, you know, 3v3, or however, 6v6, whatever, character-based shooter that is just uh, like arena arena shooter instead of, you know, the Battle Royale, and capture a whole new market. Because there mm. isn't anything besides... Over- like, there's a hole in that area, right? Like, for, for a while, it felt like, why is everybody coming out with these character-based shooters that... And then all of a sudden they were all gone and only Overwatch was left. And then now like Valorant came out, but it's like more like CSGO. And I feel like, sounds like Respawn is trying to like, hey, let's make ours now while there's nothing in this space. Like, nobody, not not nobody's playing Overwatch, but Overwatch isn't like as popular in the mainstream anymore because Overwatch 2 is just kind of like in development forever. So they definitely have a space to like fill. And I think, I'm definitely going to check it out. This sounds awesome.
0: Yeah, I I think that could be a super fun game mode. I'll definitely hop in there with you. Just let me know when you want to play. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it comes down to again, like they they're going off of their Titanfall, like what they learned from Titanfall, and they're like, okay, we have the the audience now. Let's just put all of our resources and like what we wanted Titanfall to be into Apex. Everyone's there, so it's like we're getting the best of both worlds at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be really cool. Uh. I- so- I was worried this
1: game was gonna like trickle out of existence, but it sounds like they really, really like it, and there uh, there must be more and more that they think they can do with it. And so I I'm not I'm like after I think like season five I was like eh I'm kind of losing interest, and now like season nine is gonna bring me right back in.
0: Yeah, I haven't played <laughs> since what season like four or something. It's been a super long time, but
1: yeah, there there have been three legends added that I have never touched. Yeah.
0: Like. Uh, yeah. I think there's five, 4 or 5 for me. Uh I hope it's not as bad as when I went to play Valorant for the first time since beta uh, last <laughs> week and I was what 2 13 and 1 or something like that. It was real bad. My team was not happy with me. Uh, if it makes you feel any better. That's how I was in the beta. <laughs> uh all right cool you had mentioned overwatch so let's let that lead us into our next piece of news perfect segue jeff kaplan has left blizzard continuing the train of prominent blizzard developers leaving the company uh it's pretty big okay yeah this is this is mr overwatch he has been jeff (laughs) he has been in charge of overwatch he's basically been the face anytime there's any new content or updates with the game or like the direction they're trying to take the game anything relating to overwatch he was always the guy behind the screen telling you hey here's what we're doing here's what's going on uh so this is like a pretty interesting blow to overwatch specifically and especially because overwatch 2 is still in development we're not getting that this year so it's still even at least about a year out and now the guy who's in charge of the overwatch as a whole, is gone. They're passing it off to Aaron Keller, who is also a Blizzard uh, veteran, and he was one of the founding members of the Overwatch team. Yep. Uh, so, he's taking over as game director. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. What are the thoughts on... Andrew, you were the biggest Overwatch fan out of all of us. I feel like yeah. you still go back to it every once in a while. So, what are your thoughts I, on this? I mean,
2: I would go back to it once in a while, but I don't have anyone to play it with. <laughs> uh, so... I think this is pretty significant. While I do, I'm not really concerned for the development of, of Overwatch currently and also Overwatch 2 because it seems that Aaron has been, you know, a, a helping hand in that team for quite some time. So he clearly knows what he's doing. Um, I'm not really concerned for for the quality of the games necessarily, but in ter- from a community standpoint, this is... a super major blow like you said because jeff is the face of overwatch Mm -hmm. it's not it's not going to be the same anymore you know it's like the just like the hearing jeff kaplan talk in those updates with such passion and like clear love for the game is so refreshing compared to the Monotone, like we are just giving you the information, developer updates from other developers, like League of Legends, for example. Mm. You know, they do their what are they called? Riot, please, or slash dev, or whatever. They
0: have yeah, a couple of different ones. ones. And it's
2: like, yeah, they have like developer blogs, but all of those feel so robotic, you know. And Jeff Kaplan was always such a, a wonderful personality to, yeah. to interact with and especially i don't remember the redditor's name but there was the one redditor who every time would make a meme video where he'd take clips like splice together clips of jeff saying certain words and syllables and to make a complete shitpost uh, <laughs> video i don't remember what they were called but they were always hilarious um that's it he will be missed yeah
0: he for was sure one of the best uh, there's i don't believe there's any word on what he is going to do if like he, he's not leaving blizzard or at least we didn't hear that he's leaving blizzard to go somewhere else and do something in particular. So it's all kind of up in the air. I imagine we will hear more from and about Jeff Kaplan in the coming year. I don't think he's retiring. He was at blizzard for 19 years. Um, wow. So he's still got a lot of games I think left to make. So I'm yeah. I'm curious to see because like, yeah, he can be the face of a project. So I'm curious to see what he ends up wanting to do going forward. Uh, and yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on Overwatch. But again, going back to the idea of like every all the prominent veterans of Blizzard are leaving. Is Blizzard? I remember like early two thousands. Blizzard was the company. Everyone loved Blizzard. Everyone loved all the games Blizzard put out. Like they could do no wrong. And I feel like at this point, everyone is so down in the dumps about Blizzard as as a company and what they're doing. And yeah, just because like,
1: of their. Their second half. Activision. Activision. Yeah, ever since that <laughs>
0: happened, it's just like it seems like it's been nothing but downhill. All of these people who worked there are just like, Yeah, I don't want any part of this anymore. It's not the same. Uh and it seems to show. Unfortunately. Yeah. Like uh what was it, the Warcraft two remake? Was it Warcraft Two?
1: Warcraft 3. It was Warcraft,
0: Warcraft 3 remastered, yeah. Yeah, everyone hated it. They were like this was super rushed. No one cared about this it seemed. It was so bare bones and boring. Um so I don't know, man. We'll see what <laughs> what becomes of Blizzard as time goes on. I think the only big game they have on the horizon is Overwatch 2, right? We don't know about any other. Obviously they're much, doing all cause, their
2: cuz what they're doing now is just updating their current service games like Hearthstone and WoW
0: yeah
3: yeah Well, they're, re- they're releasing burning crusade classic in the coming months so and that's they don't really they
2: didn't, they didn't really even need to do anything because they can just sit and reap the money from call of duty yeah they got that they got
1: that call they have duty. a Diablo 4 coming out i
3: think that's oh, going right. out next year sure forgot about Diablo. yeah <laughs> this day they say
0: yeah we'll we'll see how that ends up panning out. Uh but yeah, we'll keep an eye on Jeff and Overwatch 2 and how this all shakes out. Uh uh, one other small piece of news that I accidentally skipped over. Uh Discord. Remember how we were talking I think this was, was a couple this weeks all? ago now. Yeah. A uh, lot of this a lot of this week's news is going back to news from uh <laughs> two to three weeks ago. Uh Discord was in talks with a bunch of different people to be bought out. Well, the most prominent one was Microsoft was gonna buy them for 12 billion is that what it was going to be or something like that? 10 billion? 10 billion? 10 billion think, yeah. uh, ridiculous, yes. Discord has made the decision to end talks with Microsoft and all of the companies they are going to stay independent uh for the foreseeable future, I believe they said.
1: Yeah, uh, I think they want to they're going to go after an IPO, I believe, which mm-hmm. uh is interesting. That'll be an interesting uh debut. Yeah. If, that, if it ever does come to fruition
0: yeah you got to imagine they they think they can make more than 10 billion in in like i don't know whatever time frame yeah, in their minds they think
1: they could be worth more than 10 billion so which is crazy. i don't know what that is like share wise i feel like that's pretty decent
0: yeah amount will you buy uh discord stocks when they go up uh probably not no no come on you're our stocks guy how's that is GameStop he? stock doing you know it's there it exists <laughs> oh, i love it so yeah uh unfortunately all those awesome things we talked about would happen if microsoft acquired discord is no longer a thing which is a little sad but hey oh pow- well power to them for staying independent it's impressive yeah all right last story knights of the old republic Apparently, Jason Schreier, the man we happen to bring up every episode at least once, uh, was teasing some things over the last several months and m- sending mis- mixed messages like about KOTOR getting a remake. Uh, but recently, Jason was on... Uh, I think he was on someone's podcast. Yeah. Min Max. Be- Min Max. Yeah. yeah. He was on the Min Max show, and uh, he he kind of casually was like, yeah... Aspire Media is making a, a KOTOR remake. That's definitely happening. Uh, like, flat out said, yes, Damn. this is happening. Uh, <laughs> so, crazy. and Jason is rarely wrong. And, like, he would never go out and say, like, this game is in development if he didn't for 100% know for sure it was happening, yeah. you know? So, like, this has to be happening, which is crazy and cool and kind of exciting. Yeah. We all just are wrapping up our KOTOR journeys for the the backlog power <laughs> hour. Uh we're gonna be talking about it after we do the two thousand tens episode. So in about two weeks from today, we will be doing our KOTOR episode. Uh I feel like we can talk about this more then, but I would be excited to see a remake of this game. Yeah. I, see what I did do. like
1: a tad bit of digging. Cause I was like, I wanted to know if it was really a remake or if it was just like an HD remaster or whatever. Cause like, that's what pot, aspire like one racer. Yeah. That's yeah. what aspire like does normally. Like I, the only rec- way I recognize that name is like, they did like Mac ports for games and stuff like that. Like they're that kind of developer. Mm-hmm. And I guess last year or no, not last year, two years ago, 2019 uh, there was, they hired like a pretty large group of ex-Bioware de- developers so, it now I'm like a little more on the sense that they could actually be doing a full remake of, of the game, which would be cool to it, see.
0: Yeah, it'd be really cool. Uh, very yeah. timely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much because I feel like it's something we right. can get into. Yeah, we can better, definitely touch on deeper deeper it a little discussion. more. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we'd get too much into our KOTOR proper opinions, which I don't want to do <laughs> quite yet. All right, that's it for news from us. We lost Adam. And that's it from Adam. <laughs> just Adam has died. <laughs> right before he cut out, his eyes were closed. I think his camera froze. His eyes were closed for like 30 seconds. I was like, did Adam just fall asleep on the podcast? <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I think was clearly just having technical issues. He's still trying to load back in. We will see what happens. But let's get started with what games we've been playing lately. Who wants to go first? Andrew, I'm going to make. Can you... I back? Can oh. You guys hear me? We can hear you. We just can't see you, but that's okay.
3: Uh, it, my camera's bugging out, so give it a second. Yeah,
0: no worries. Sure. Andrew, why don't you go first? What have you been playing lately?
2: I finished Assassin's Creed Three.
3: There you go, boy. Oh yeah. Uh,
2: so you can expect Derek and I to talk about that game in the next yeah.
1: couple of weeks. How so, do you? Oh, what is your like, initial like one word emotion? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's good enough. Yeah. I <laughs> don't even need a word. That, yeah. That face. I have
2: many thoughts. Yeah. And I cannot wait to share them. Cool. Um, but I finished that game. I don't know when I'm going to start four. Uh, hopefully at some point. Because there's a <laughs> lot of games on the horizon. In a couple of weeks, we're going to get next week, Returnal. The week after that, Resident Evil. There's, yeah. Uh, there's many to play. Uh, but other than that, we did finally begin the Halo campaigns. We yeah. did
0: it. We have started the Halo campaigns. Uh, what was that? Monday night? Monday night, yeah. Derek Monday and Andrew night, yeah. were playing together, and mm-hmm. t and I were playing together. t and I started, like, what, 40 minutes before you guys? We were playing on Legendary, and within yeah. Yeah. an hour, you guys lapped us and, like, completed <laughs> two more full missions than us. Uh, yeah, because we, we started on normal, and then we switched to heroic, which is the difficulty setting
1: between... Uh, that and legendary yeah. which uh, I, I feel like like playing like normal obviously andrew was like all right this is pretty easy yeah <laughs> like uh, this is requiring very minimal effort as a person uh, and, who's never
0: played halo either so. yeah
1: i because yeah. i'm like trying to remember like the what levels are difficult and what levels aren't difficult and i know that i think the third level, Truth and Reconciliation is very difficult on Legendary. It's like one of the hardest Legendary levels. Yeah, uh, that's the one that guys, we finished. <laughs> yeah, that's the, you guys were stuck on that one for, for quite a while. I think we finished two levels in the time period it took you to finish that level.
0: Yeah, that one was uh, really rough. Uh, but
1: even Heroic was feeling a lot easier than I remembered. Uh, it was, I mean, we definitely started dying more often, mainly yeah. just because I think we started, it, like, we still weren't Changing how we played between normal and heroic, but obviously, definitely
2: definitely some carelessness to be had. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I forgot how, like, they send, I like it's not just that enemies hit harder, they like send more enemies at you and uh, it definitely does more
0: grenades. Yeah, Mm. uh, yeah, but yeah, i having fun with it though. Yeah, how how are you feeling so far?
2: I I mean, I, like it's I always knew I was going to enjoy it more than the multiplayer. My problem with playing the multiplayer with you guys is that you guys have been playing Halo for 20 years, you know. So I have I am but a drop in the bucket compared to your skill. Uh so it's not fun for me to play a first-person shooter where I am I think I'm doing okay and then I just get ass blasted like, before yeah. i before i even have a chance to think about it and it's like I, like nothing about what we're doing is helping me learn so this is a good way for me to learn i feel that even after the end of this the multiplayer still won't be fun just because of the clear skill gap like playing against ai isn't going to make me better at first person shooters and that's just the sad truth um, but i love i've always loved co-op campaigns it's and and playing this you know, at least I'm learning about Halo lore and and like lingo and everything, so mm. that's that's fun for me.
0: So here's the thing: With, like, Halo is not like Call of Duty or uh PUBG, where like if the other person sees you first, you're dead. There's like a the the time to kill in Halo is a lot longer than most other games, and it's more about like taking control of map points to like get power weapons and whatnot. It's it's very different than like traditional like twitch based shooters where okay the faster younger hands always win obviously when you when like two people are staring each other down the barrel and like the the person with the better aim is gonna win but there's more to it which is why i always loved it i'm i'm not the best aimer but like you can play it more strategically than i feel like you can call a duty where it's just like all right run if you see something unload bullets in it did you kill him cool keep doing it did you not okay you're dead respawn and do it again there's a lot more to Halo and I think that once you understand the guns and just the gunplay and the movement you may end up liking the multiplayer if we all like hopped in a match and played together. Yeah. I, if, I maybe like, if
2: it's just normal multiplayer but I feel like some of the uh the reindeer games? The, mini, the mini games that we uh, play yeah, that yeah. facilitate yeah. being way well that's what I'm talking about because
0: that's what we do all the time well I would go uh, in and just play regular multiplayer with you I love it I try to get I'd be, that I'd be down to do that too I try to get that group of people to just play normal multiplayer and they're like no, no we want to play we want to drive in circles on our monkeys yeah uh, they want to
1: shoot mongoose wraith things at people standing on a platform through grab lips.
0: which <laughs> to be fair that is very, very fun, fun yeah it's super fun but also sometimes i just want to play a good old game of- and that's the other thing they have game modes like capture the flag king of the hill oddball they have interesting game modes that you like it's not always just slayer yeah which is yeah. like I, their team death match
1: what i think my favorite part of of the halo at least the master chief collection is it embraces everything that is offered so like i i always love to go and play the action sack uh playlist Mm, because that's that's where you get the like custom game modes that are fair and balanced (laughs) in a way and not like (laughs) the crazy shit yeah it's like someone thought of this cool idea to make an actual like playable game mode and you can hop in a playlist and play all these different things and like there's like a I think they have, like, a gun game variant now.
0: Yeah, Andrew just told me there's gun game in Halo, which I have to play, because gun yeah. game was my favorite. I think it originated in in Black Ops, the first yeah, Black, Black Ops. Ops. Dude, I loved gun game, and knowing that that's in Halo, where it's, it's all about the guns. Like, imagine everyone yeah. starts with a plasma pistol, and then you get a, a a mauler, and then getting all the way up to, like, the Spartan loser being the last weapon. Oh, my God, that sounds like so much fun to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we have any
1: hardcore... Counter Strike fans, but I actually I believe Gun Game originated in Counter Strike. Oh, did it? Just okay. so we don't get, uh, yeah, get a that, little backlash for that comment. I was never a yeah.
0: Counter Strike player. Sorry <laughs> to all the Gun Game people out there. I first played it in Black Ops. Yeah, that's um,
1: like the, where it hit like the big time.
0: But yeah, I think there's so much to Halo, and that's why it's so incredible. Like you play Call of Duty, you play, you play through the campaign once, then you play Team Deathmatch, and every once in a while you play Search and Destroy. That's all of Call of Duty. Uh,
2: Unless you're me and you play hours of zombies.
0: That's like a whole separate section but yeah. yeah like Halo has so many interesting game modes and when they added Forge in Halo 3 it changed everything because you could create your own maps and fun game modes and allows for the crazy shenanigans like Halo on Legendary where you're driving around that obstacle course and the one person has a sniper or just like uh, Predator where there's an invisible guy with a Spartan laser just trying yeah. to kill you while you're all <laughs> running away and hiding for your lives. Like <laughs> It's just so varied, and it can be so much fun. I mean, like, the
1: zombies originated, like, in Halo 2 as a custom game where, like, it was all, like, you had to, if you got killed by the zombie, you had to go to the menu, switch teams. Like, it was this whole, like, you know, that's where it started. And then, like, people saw how popular it was, and they were like, all right, yeah, we'll put this in Halo 3. Mm -hmm. And that's how, like, the zombie game modes kind of, how it came about? Yeah, it's cool. That's uh, yeah, that sounds really cool. Uh,
0: so I'm glad that you're liking it, and I'm I'm excited once we get through the campaign to show you more of Halo than yeah the silly things we've been doing.
2: Yeah, I yeah I'm excited. It is definitely a development. You know, like I I am still we were we've done Jeff Derek and I have done half the campaign. Yeah, so... I think Tegan and I have like a third. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited less. to see. uh to see how my opinion of it changes the more i play Hmm. um i'm hoping i'll really enjoy it but my my big fear is that i'll still just be bad at first person shooters so i'll never truly enjoy the multiplayer
0: andrew i am bad at first person shooters and i still love halo so you're better than me
1: yeah i i think there's a big difference between being bad at multi online multiplayer and then like being bad like i feel like you probably could stand your you're standing your ground in 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 the campaign like i feel like if we played if we did legendary for halo 2 it's not like it would be me carrying you the whole time or whatever or like if we played uh
2: in but like ODSD, I said, if we it,
1: played firefight like you would still you know like i said though players, ai really is
2: so different
1: right right it is true but i don't think you can say you're bad at first person shooters just because you're not good at online
0: um, I'm worse
2: than other people at first-person shooters.
0: I'm worse than other people at literally everything. So (laughs) there's always someone better than you. That's just how it works. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, what else have you been playing? Binding of Isaac. Anything else? Nope. Okay.
3: Adam, what do you got? Uh, Well, aside from my camera absolutely glitching out that I'm not going to try to fix it to take a break because it keeps messing up my audio when I try to reconnect the camera for Sorry. some reason. It
0: makes you look like a cool AI saying really right. cool, important things.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> right, um, getting closer to finishing Ori, I have all the parts of... I have all four parts of the Wisp. So that's, you know, getting getting on that. Cool. Entering the last area on that. It's such a fun game. Yeah. So, I'm finishing that up because there's cool things coming out in the next few months that I'm going to be getting. So, uh, a little more World of Warcraft. Like I said, I'm back on the grind to try to get to 60 by the time Crusades come out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So they just you know, tack on a little bit each day. It's it's going to take forever. but Other than that, I've kind of had a boring week. Uh, semester's ra- wrapping up, so I'm just getting some stuff done in work.
0: Gotcha. All right. Right on. Derek? I just remembered oh. we played Clash. Oh, we did play Clash in League of Legends. I think that was the, our most successful best Clash ever, even though we didn't win. We came in second place. Oh, that's not good though. We the first game I died once in the first two games combined. Uh, Me too. We slaughtered both of the games. They both surrendered. Like we had six. We had minutes.
2: six team deaths total in the first two games. Yeah, combined.
0: That's, that's impressive. And we we had successful drafts. That's where it, like we made cohesive team compositions, which is something we've never done in Clash, and it yeah. was so much fun and it paid off in game and game three was close they were they were clapping us a little bit early we came back and i forgot what happened i think we and
2: like... uh we just made a stupid call
0: yeah we like we dragon, like right? over
2: oh no i think we it was up near baron we overstayed in a team fight and lost yeah um
0: and then they we didn't
2: ban we didn't ban viego that was the other problem
0: yeah um but yeah it was, we, uh, it was uh, yeah. really fun that
2: was, we just had a bad read on that guy's champion pool i suppose but but yeah, it's like you said, Jeff. We were the most cohesive as a unit. The mo, we like this is the best team play we've ever done. This is the best drafting we've ever done. Um, and even though it didn't come through in the third game, we still played out of our minds. You know, it was I, great.
0: I think the most important thing is we had of someone who actually plays top lane as opposed to just throwing someone off roll up there. Uh,
2: I mean, I actually like this whole time we've been saying, oh, we don't know anybody. It's like, you know me, I play top lane, but I hate it and yeah. I'll fill other roles.
0: Yeah, no, Chris is, is a good, really good top laner. I think that was a yeah. part of our success. Uh, so shout out to you, Chris, wherever you may be.
2: Yeah. We um, played with us the second day too. Oh yeah. We played yeah cuz we played the second day. The second day we went 1 and 1 and the third game the enemy forfeited so we technically went 2 and 1. But you uh, got you. Yeah, the first game they they kind of it was p- kind of close but mostly it was a loss from the beginning. Uh I think our draft is pretty bad in that. It's harder to convince uh you know other people on how to draft when they're higher rank than you because they think they have such a better idea of the game, and they and it was very clear the difference, but be playing between our first team and the second team in that they very much wanted to play for lane matchups, especially like our bot lane, and they were, you know, not that not to throw shade, but it was a little bit of uncooperativeness um mm-hmm. during the draft phase, and then from there it was it was it was just downhill in the game, uh, and in the second game, absolute murder, like. Even harder stomps than the first two. Wow! Not in not in terms of team play because in in the in the two games that we played, Jeff, mm-hmm. the like we just outclassed them as a team. But in the reason that we stomped so hard in in that game uh, with the other team is because our soul, like all of our lanes, just just won. Gotcha. So I was jungling again, so I didn't have to do anything that
0: game. Basically, gotta love it. Just take grom. Yeah. Sweet, yeah uh all right derek what have you been playing uh
1: playing more bravely default two. just been chugging along you're in wizwald still uh yeah i just got the i just beat roddy got the got the red mage
0: that's the one i was telling you about is really good for um uh elvis
1: yeah, I just I put it on him. I'm real excited to uh to try it out. And... Do you know
0: what it does when you max it out? What it's no, second? I
1: I didn't look at it yet. Is it real good?
0: You want me to tell you? All right.
1: Yeah. What is it?
0: You any spell you cast gets cast twice. Oh, okay. <laughs> for, yeah, for, for, the, for the the mana cost of just one. Oh, that's yeah, it and is I just. So good. Got...
1: I leveled him up all the way to 10 with beast master so i could get the mp saver ability so now all his stuff costs like a little less or whatever yeah because that's my that was like my my one thing i'm like struggling with i think is uh managing my my mp better Mm -hmm. um like when i I used i was doing it real good with what's your face uh gloria and then i got I made her a bard, and then I started going too wild with like the bard spells, and I'd run out of uh, MP, and be like, "Shit, I need her to heal right now, and I don't have like I gotta get her with an ether or something." So, but yeah, I'm really, I'm like locked in on the on the game. I'm like, I'm liking this. I'm Sweet. I'm enjoying it. Um, so I'm excited to to play more.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to hear that you're enjoying it so much because I thought I was gonna be the only one who played it, and was like, guys. <laughs> Bravely Default is really good. <laughs> and then I was the like I, don't know. <laughs> I was iffy, but once I yeah. got once I got through
1: like basically once I started getting going and getting more jobs, once started, you get like, was, like five
0: or six jobs, then you're like the wheels start turning and you're like, oh, yeah. I see some possibilities here. It gets really fun really fast.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I have my I have uh, Adele as a beastmaster monk and she just destroys everything like immediately.
0: I think uh, the Beastmaster ends up being one of the best classes because you can. Do you have that sorry, ability?
1: Not Beastmaster, Berserker.
0: Okay, oh. I was gonna say Beastmaster yeah. is one of the ones where it scales infinitely. Like you have a move that does damage, or their stats are based on how many monsters you've captured. And like if you just put yeah, on that passive yeah. skill, uh, and
1: you just where well, you like just capture monsters passively. I thought, yeah. I thought about. I didn't go all the way up to that one. I sh- maybe. I maybe I. I don't know, maybe I'll go back to it. You have to commit already... to it
0: long term though, and I, I didn't even right. bother. So uh but yeah, Berserker's awesome. Uh I my Seth had that move what's the move where you can attack every enemy, but your next turn comes a little slower. I had him use that as a vanguard and I would just one shot every small enemy with it. And it yeah. made it made just grinding so fast and easy. It's really awesome. Yeah,
1: that makes a huge difference. Yeah. So Yeah, so I'm I'm liking that. Uh, and then what? I don't think I had I had two experiences this 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 week that like just annoyed the hell out of me. And the uh, initial experience made the second experience was one which is the one I texted you guys about today. hurt oh. even more. Yeah. Uh, but the the first experience is unrelated to to that game. So I I was playing Destiny and uh i finally decided there that they added like a new dungeon this season and it's like i've been just hearing rave things about it like it's really good some of the best content in destiny so this week i decided like all right i'm gonna go in blind like and solo it and see if i can like because i've heard it's like pretty 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 soloable um, so i was like i'm gonna do it and so i don't know i it it was really it was a cool piece of content it's like they definitely uh really like went into like the horror vibes of it and you're like in this like spaceship this derelict spaceship that's like nobody's on it but like there's basically these scary enemies running around and they kind of pop out of corners and they it was very 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 well designed uh the puzzles were were very well done and like really enjoyable uh, and I got like to the final boss and, uh, I was like, all right, figuring out the final boss mechanics. And I finally had it figured out. I was like, all right, I know what to do. I know, you know, I know when to do my damage. I know what to do damage with. And I got disconnected from the server and oh, no. I was so bad.
0: Well, how long had you invested at that point?
1: I think I was like an hour and a half in of like, I, like, and I, at that point, I think I was like in the last damage phase online games, baby. Yeah, so I don't it might I didn't check I like I haven't checked yet, obviously, but I think it might save my checkpoint. So I might be able to load it up and I might be back at the final boss. But I was a little so I was a little like annoyed, like, ah, that's why I hate like you know, I love the on the online games, but I also hate that like sometimes that can happen and you could have like I'm sure I know there's people like out there that have invested times into doing more difficult and more like content than I have and have felt that same error where they've gotten aired out uh, I know there was a period where there was like a glitch in one of the one of the raids and like f- flaw- flawlessly beating the raid was like a huge uh achievement and if you did it you got like a special emblem and it was like you know you're one of you know hundreds of people that had out of thousands that had this emblem and there was like a glitch where at the end of the the last encounter, which is literally you just have to run back to this one point, the game would just sometimes disconnect you, and you would lose the entire run. And like, yeah, it was like, and they couldn't figure out how to fix it. It was like one of those frustrating things. It was just like a weird, I think it ended up being like, by that, by the time you get to that point, there are so many like ammo drops and consumables on the, like loaded into the server that it would overload the server and uh so eventually i think they did fix it but yeah it's like silly things like that that just like oh, you hate you know you put in all that effort and it's just like nothing at, it's not like you died or anything it's the game decided to stop working
0: yeah there's literally nothing you can do about it it's just like a like a middle finger from god and just like yeah. sucks to suck <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: uh, it's annoying and yeah. I, I uh so yeah i put it down and i was like i'll revisit this later cuz i still want to do it but i ended up uh in, Picking up as my kind of, like, game to play, I started Resident Evil 2 Remake.
0: Oh, nice. Very cool. That's a great game. Yeah,
1: it is really good. I am realizing that I really, really like this style of game.
0: Like Like, resource-based horror games?
1: No, the, the like, puzzle-based exploration of it. Okay. Like, I like that I'm running around this one location and... Like finding different things that open up different corridors. So you like Metroidvania? Outer Wilds. I don't know if Metroidvania is like the right Outer Wild. choice. Yeah, like more like Outer Wilds yeah. in, in the sense that like it's a puzzle and you have to figure it out. Metroidvania is just like you're exploring and so you, you like get abilities and whatever. But puzzle
0: boxes, basically. Well, the game is just one big puzzle box. Kind of. Yeah. I think so. I,
2: I, all right. I once we're President all vaccinated, Evil. once we're all vaccinated, we have to do an escape room. <laughs>
0: Dude, a po- <laughs> Gio, we'll get a GoPro, we'll record it, we'll put it up on the channel. I like real it. life, cool. Real world video games. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done one. I've always wanted to do an
2: escape. I did I one had. five years ago and haven't gone to do another one since. Everyone,
0: everyone's like, Jeff, you've never done one of those? You would love it. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no one's invited me.
3: So let's fix that. Let's go ourselves. All right, we'll go yeah. once we're all vaccinated.
1: Yeah, we'll have to do one. Jeff, Jeff
2: and I have our first vaccination doses, so we're on the way. We're doing it.
3: Getting mine on Saturday.
1: Um. All
2: right.
3: So, yeah. She, yeah. so Resident I, Evil
2: Anyway, Resident
1: Evil. I finally got to the part where Mr. X starts following you around. Yeah. And at, it definitely elevates that style of gameplay because you're, like, running around, like, I just got to get to the room with the with the thing in it so I can put the thing in it. But this guy's just following me. And you're just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it definitely I, – I played for, like, four hours last night. And uh, the whole time I was like, oh, where, where is he going to show up? Where is he going to show up? Because he, I first I thought he just followed you. So I was like, okay, I can kind of predict where he's going to be. Like, he's going to be where I just was. But no, he'll take different routes to get to, like, where you are. So, like, sometimes, he, yeah, he'll just, like, show up. And you're like, oh, fuck, I thought he was going to be behind me. He's Why is he in front of me? Yeah. Uh, and I, I started noticing, I was like, oh, some of the rooms are specifically designed so you can, like, Go around him, and some areas obviously aren't, and they're like dead ends. And if you get stuck in one of those dead ends, like, you gotta figure out a way to get past him. Uh, yeah, I, I'm i really liking it. I'm definitely gonna play a lot more of it. I did, I don't know if it is there, like, are you supposed to do the campaigns in a certain order? Uh, not in a certain order, but in order to get to the, the you, ending, you have to do both, right? You have to do both, yeah. So I did, I started with Leon's. Um,
0: yeah, uh,
1: I, I'm i'm really liking
0: it apparently uh lady D demetrius demetrius is that how it's pronounced lady sure lady demetrius uh is has a similar thing to mr x slash uh what's the one in resident oh, evil 3 nemesis nemesis uh apparently cool. they're, they're bringing that back and uh it happens jack in baker. seven too yeah jack baker yeah jack 7, baker 7, too. uh yeah it's uh it's I a, feel like it's a Resident Evil staple at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like in seven Jack Baker is definitely the the first because he's very easy to evade and and get rid of and like sometimes you, you'll lose him once and then you, you won't see him again
0: until the cutscene uh, where he pops out of a wall or something.
1: Right, right or like until you face him as a boss or something yeah. whereas I, Mr. X, like, Mr. X is definitely, he's always there and there's nothing you can do to him.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, yeah i don't want to talk too much about it because you said you just started interacting with him yeah i like just like i had like the
1: first like interaction where he like pulls the guy through the wall and i was like oh shit and then he didn't show up for a little bit and then i like randomly went down a corridor and he just like burst through and i was like oh fuck this is it now i'm at that part of the game
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah uh, some shit happens (laughs) i'm looking forward to hearing your reaction um all right anything else from you no i think that's i think that's it all right i got a couple interesting ones uh so so i played a little more persona 5 strikers that's gonna be my saturday or sunday morning game play for a couple hours play over a very long period of time um so not much to report on that i'll probably if i ever have anything to add i will i'll bring it up but going forward assume that i played a couple hours of persona 5 strikers uh (laughs) did you meet the guy yet was he sitting at the bar? Is it the guy who was sitting at the bar talking to Sojiro at one point? Yes, the dude okay. with the long hair. Yeah, I haven't personally interacted with him, but he was there. He was at the the counter talking to Sojiro as as Get I was ready. leaving. That uh, guy is incredible. <laughs> uh I committed to the longing. Remember last week during the episode I bought the longing and <laughs> mm-hmm. so I played it. Um that game is very interesting. It's a very cool premise, and I'm probably never gonna pick it up again. so I, until 400 days from now. I set a timer in my phone for 400 days to, to like just to pick it up and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I spent like he's the thing is, the shade walks around so slowly and meticulously and like it's just so boring and it's intentionally so, which is interesting. but I think it's best apparently it was released on Steam last year. So it's not even a new game. I didn't know that. 2019, I think. Was it 2019? Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, it's not even a new game.
0: So yeah, I think I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't, if I knew that it wasn't a 2021 game. Uh, anyways, it is on Steam, and this is definitely like Loop Hero, a second monitor game, because you can click somewhere and he'll walk there, and it could take him like 30 seconds to walk across a screen, uh, and then. And then you like click to tell him to go somewhere else. It's just like so much in between time where if you're just sitting on your Switch, like dedicated, like this is what I'm doing, it's painful. But as a second monitor game, or I have Alice and I were watching New Girl and I had it on on the side, and and, like every once in a while I'd look over, he's like, oh, he made it to that place. Click to go somewhere else. Um, It's very interesting though, uh, the things he's like. He's dealing with being lonely, but like also not having a lot of emotions. It's, it's interesting in that regard. I walked down an endless hallway for about 20 minutes. Um, it's, it's definitely De- definitively endless. It's definitively endless. People have spent hours and hours walking down it and developers are like, there is no end to this hallway. It goes forever. It's like the some hallway of eternity or something like that. Did it, you have to backtrack? Yes. You have oh, to walk oh, back no. the entire way. Uh,
2: so so, walk down the hallway for 200 days and walk the other way for 200 so, more so days. So it's a,
0: it's a place to like, get random, like, uh, resources. Oh, my shot arm. Ow. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a good place to get random resources like paper, which you can use to, like, make drawings to put up on your walls. Or you can find books for the guy to read. Like, the entirety of Moby Dick is in this game. Like, you can just read Moby Dick in this game. Huh. Uh, and the thing is, you can manipulate the time. So time passes faster if you're reading. Time passes faster faster for each painting you put up on the wall so actually i need to take those painting down because otherwise my 400 day thing will be far off um, well
2: if i mean if it's set after 400 days then d- definitively you'll get the you'll get there but what if he misses it and has yeah to wait another 400 days it, it, that, wait it only happens on the one day
0: i don't know there's a timer oh, counting down and it says wake <laughs> wake up your master in 400 days and there's oh, a button fuck. that says wake him up now i don't know what happens if i click it i didn't do it i'm too scared i don't want to wake them up too early interesting it's, it's like, such a it's such a cool concept right but i just
2: don't want to play it yeah uh, i'm wondering even how this would have worked if it was a 2021 game like we wouldn't have been able to know uh, you can like, how it ends you, until, oh can you
0: yeah because you can speed things up just read but i mean but, up but by how much uh, like my question i think each painting i put up like doubled time so oh, like, double. Uh, well, hard. I probably like as a second. So like every second would be two Ow. seconds. And oh. I think uh, when I had three up, every second was three seconds. Ah, okay, uh, something like that. So uh, there are ways to significantly cut it. So
2: out. yeah, I guess then it is doable. Yeah, because that would have been that would have been very interesting to have a game come out. And like try and consider it for
0: game of the year when you can't year beat it. Stuff,
2: but it's like you can't fully experience it until the next year. It's
0: like how does that work? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting, cool concept. It's a fun, weird indie game, but I'll probably never pick it up again, uh, except for in four hundred days. So I want to see what happens. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I did is I bought and played Monster Hunter Rise. Oh! Wow. Nice. Uh. Okay monster hunter rise (laughs) that game is so incredibly overwhelming yeah there is so much in that game so many weird small mechanics that like all add up to being very important and i feel like it assumes you for the most part have are like aware of monster Hunter. i don't think there's a good starting off point in monster hunter period like all these monster hunter fans like this is the game to get started in I, there is no game to, to get started. Yeah. You just have to fucking... You have your, to have already been there. You have to bang your head against the wall until you understand. Uh, I've done a couple missions and I went into the training room and played around with a bunch of the weapons. And I, So far, I don't enjoy it. Uh, I don't think any of the weapons feel good, but apparently the whole point of the game is it's, it's slow and like... like you commit to animations and you're supposed to know your animations and know like okay the hammer player when they hit the button it takes two seconds for them to swing the hammer but when they do they're gonna do a crap load of damage uh or i don't know man it's just (laughs) i don't know it feels slow and clunky i don't like the way the combat plays and it very much just seems like it starts there's a cutscene. all right you're a hunter now you're in this hub town go accept a quest you accept a quest all right go to this like island and you just you don't travel or anything you just say okay we're going on the quest and you're on this island and then you do the thing and then you go back to the hub world and then you talk to the armor guy and he upgrades your armor if you have the right resources and then you accept the next quest and you go back out and it just it's that over and over i don't know how many like different areas there are um but I'm going to be talking. I haven't done any multiplayer. There's two, there's like a set of twins. One twin gives you all the single player missions. One twin gives you all the, the multiplayer online missions. Um, I'm not playing with anyone currently. I could talk to Dante. He got it. Uh, and I want, I don't know if playing it with other people is going to make it more fun, but from what I've played so far, that gameplay loop doesn't seem interesting to me. It's what I don't like in video games. It's why I don't, like have no interest in playing world of warcraft or it's like it's just this grind loop of of do do this like boring repetitive thing to get resource to get a little bit stronger to start a new boring repetitive loop that you have to do a couple times to get more resource and like it doesn't seem like it's leading to anything it's like seems like that is the game have
1: have you fought any like big monsters yet not yeah no yeah so because that's the game is it's, fighting it's like hunting big the big monsters. monsters yeah
0: so like I, I learned in one of the hundred tutorials i did where it's like oh yeah you have to track them and then go find them and then fight them and it's like fights can be up to a half hour long yeah and it's just like do i want to do that
1: well and i guess that's where at least like what i what i got out of it when i played world mm-hmm. was like the It's like every you just doing a big boss fight every single time. So it's like, you know, you go in and you like, all right, I gotta go find the monster. And then you, like, the first time you fight against it, like, you don't know what it's gonna do. But like, obviously, repeat attempts, you start knowing. Okay, this is this is its move set. Like, this is its weaknesses. Here's how I open opportunities. And that's I like I I definitely get the vibe. Like it is, if it's not your type of game. It is not a fun game in any way no. because it is very, very slow. I like I had to it took me a while to find like the weapon that I liked using because I like hated it how slow some of the weapons were. Um, like I ended up using the the longs. I think it was a long sword. Okay. Um, which is basically like this, like combo based. Like you just do combos over and over again, and it like gets more. If you complete a combo, it like gets stronger, mm-hmm. and the next time you do it, it gets even stronger and stronger until you can unleash this giant combo. And but it's like also like you once you start your combo, you you have to like do it and open. You have to create openings to then do your combo, or else you're gonna like get hit and gonna have to start over or whatever. So it definitely, I can see it being more fun. In multiplayer, especially with Dante, because he kind of knows what he's doing. Because he can kind of teach you, like, hey, all right, yeah, so we're going to, you know, do this to try to get this monster to, like, do this certain thing. And then we'll attack it while it's doing that. And, you know, like, I'll do this and then you can do this. And
0: yeah, I think it's, I imagine it's similar to trying to play League of Legends for the first time in 2021 without having someone to guide you. on what to do. Yeah. Uh, You're probably like, this is fucking terrible. I'm never going to want to play this again. So uh, I'm thinking I'm probably going to do like a couple more of the single missions and then I'll hit up Dante and say, Hey, please play this with me for a little bit. And like, (laughs) help me try to understand why everybody loves it. I think after trying a bunch of the weapons out and that I'm settling on the bow as my weapon, um, I don't know. I didn't like any of the melee weapons. They didn't feel good. I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a spear user. But the whole gimmick of the spear is it also comes with the shield. And, like, you just stand still and stab. And then, like, you're supposed to be able to tank hits really well. And I'm like, well, that's not fun. And then the dual daggers is just, like... The thing is that I, it wants to feel like a Muso game. But it's definitely not. All of your oh, button yeah. presses, like, need to be perfectly timed. But, it, right. like, yeah. like, you almost, like... The game presents itself as, like the type of game where you would just button mash, but it's not that at all. Um, and it's all about like learning specific combos and you can't, there's no way of learning those until you go into the training mode. And like, you have to go to like a very specific spot to unlock the training mode. So I was trying to fast travel to it and it was grayed out. And I'm like, why is this grayed out? (laughs) I just hadn't been there yet. Um, but once you're in the trading mode, it will list all the combos on the side and whatnot. And the first weapon I picked was the Insect Glaive, not knowing that that is one of like the most complicated <laughs> weapons in yeah, the game. Yeah, Insect Glaive works.
1: is super yeah, complicated. I never even figured it out, I don't think.
0: Yeah, so uh, I think I'm going to stick to the bow. It seems pretty simple and I can kind of hang back and let, like if I play with Dante, let him do a lot of the work.
1: Right, yeah. I, I think the bow is, I think, one of like the best, or like the range weapons are one of the best, because... Uh, you can um, you can sit back a little bit. You don't have to worry too much about getting hit by their moves. A, a more of like you have more time. Like if you see an attack coming, it's like okay, I have time to evade this and mm-hmm. like reposition myself. Whereas like yeah, if you're the shield, like the shield guy, you're the spear guy, you're just taking hits or, or like the daggers. Like you have to do your combo and then like try to get a, get away before yeah. it hits you with That's an attack.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, initial thoughts, I'm not enjoying it, but I'm definitely going to give it more time because I feel like so many people do enjoy it. There's got to be something that I'm just not getting yet. Um, and I spent 70 bucks on it, so I want to see if I can find something. $70? To... Yeah, or no. I think it was $60. Not... Yeah, $60 going right but, right now. But I think plus for, for taxes. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll give you guys updates as I play a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah, that is it for me so i think we're at a good place to take a break and then when we come back we will talk about the top games of the 2000s what what we'll be right back Okay, we have returned from our break. <laughs> My camera works. Adam is back visually. He's beautiful. <laughs> he's, he's no turns longer in <laughs> Turns out
2: he'd, all he had to do was unplug it and
0: plug it back in. Who fucking knew? Tried um, and true. All right. Here we are. Part three of our four-part series talking about the greatest game of the 2000s. You guys happy? I said the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> You, all right jeff. the
1: entire century or yeah
0: <laughs> uh are the top 10 games between the year 2000 and 2009 uh i guess you guys ready to just get right into it again yeah do we game. have any do we have any three-way ties this time jeff this is a, an aggregate list between myself derek andrew t adam and jose so you have six full lists here uh collaborated together to make one cohesive game sharks top 10 list
3: i'm 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 guessing there's going to be not as much overlap on these because we're getting to the time where there's just more games to pick from.
0: Every decade yeah. we go further, there's less and less uh, overlap for sure. Um, there are
3: so many better games. I think there's, it there's... might
2: come back around in the, the next
1: Yeah, I think the next generation Maybe. will make a big difference.
0: We'll see. Um, all right. Honorable mentions at number 11. All of these got 10 points. It is Andrew, Derek, uh, and Jose's number yeah. one game, <laughs> Okami, Uncharted 2, and Ninja Gaiden Black. So not, <laughs> not officially on the list, but not a single other person had any of these games on their list. Yeah. Therefore, only got 10 points. Therefore, at the bottom. I knew it was going to happen. Sorry, guys. Uh, I haven't played any of these games. <laughs>
1: wait to hear of all the worst games that are in the top 10
2: if sonic adventure <laughs> 2 gets on this list
0: <laughs> i will say, this this list is actually pretty incredible i, I really like this oh, really it might okay. be our, i mean sonic adventure 2 is not on it this might be our best list out of the hang on, let me look back right, at the all 80s, all right, all right. 80s like in terms of in
2: terms of relevance to general consensus yes
0: yeah, slash uh like games i like i don't know 90s <laughs> i like the 90s list a lot too um anyways all right so those I are num- number 11s uh honorable mentions number 10 also with 10 points but on more than one person's list <laughs> oh i i took the liberty of combining uh two things into one here rock band slash guitar hero oh okay That is our number 10 andrew had rock band two on his list at his number five and i had guitar hero 3 on my list at number yeah. 7 and i feel that's like that's a fair combination right? i okay. think i thought so too cuz it's like basically I, the same thing the yeah they're all of these games are basically the same the only difference is between guitar hero and rock band there's more instruments um but like it's just the same thing with just different songs each time um yeah. so yeah i took the liberty of putting those together uh
2: guitar, guitar hero 3 is the best uh, guitar hero and rock band 2 is the best rock band
0: yes uh i would disagree I know. But, I've
1: only I've only played Rock
0: Band. What uh, <laughs> what do you think is the best? I think
1: Rock Band 3 is oh. the best Rock Band, and I think I actually, Guitar I, Hero. I have played
0: a lot of Rock Band. 3.
1: Seven. What? Six. What? Guitar Hero 6 is the they best Guitar that Hero. They made that I thought
0: there was only three Guitar Heroes. No, well, no, because after three, they
1: did
2: like
0: World Tour, which had the, the, the Beatles band
1: stuff. Yeah, if you count World Tour as four Guitar Hero five is five. You disregard Guitar Hero Metallica. Aerosmith Hero, Aerosmith and Guitar Hero Smash Hits. And then Beatles. Guitar Hero six would be uh Warriors of Rock. And that one, if you're a Guitar Hero fan of just the guitar, is probably the best one. Because it's Christ. really, really good. It's my it was my favorite one out of all of them. Actually the best Guitar Hero was Clone Hero. <laughs> That's true as well.
0: I didn't even know there were that I honestly thought Guitar Hero stopped after three. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew there
2: were a lot, I just didn't know that. They had, like, like I, when you said 6, lot. I thought you meant they was titled Guitar Hero 6. But Guitar Hero 3 has My Name is Jonas in
0: it. My name is Jonas. It has Through the <laughs> Fire and the Flames, which, like, come on. That is the... every Everyone knows that song. I fell in of love of with Dragon Force because of Guitar Hero 3. Dude. That's why
2: Guitar Hero and Rock Band are so great, is because it opened up my music tastes, like, it, like floodgates, right. right? Like, I know yeah. so much music purely because of that. I yeah. got into Rise Against because of Guitar Hero, one of my favorite bands. I got into Paramore got because into... of Guitar Hero. What Paramore song is in Guitar Hero? Uh,
0: the Misery Business? Misery Business? I think it's Isn't in Guitar Hero rock... That's 3? in Rock Band 3. It's in Guitar Hero 3. No. No, it's not. Not in,
1: not in Guitar Hero 3. It's not in Guitar Hero
2: 3. Are
0: you sure?
1: Maybe it no, was, was DLC. Sure. Maybe I didn't. I never played any of the, of the Guitar Hero DLC. Pretty sure that Paramar is not in Guitar Hero Three. I think I think it's in Guitar Hero Four, not Jeff.
0: I'm looking up the soundtrack. Uh, but I got into Foo Fighters because of well, uh, because of my but mom, but because so of Rock
2: Band. Like, there's so many good songs and Paramore? bands in there. You know,
0: I there's a lot of
2: and there's a lot of like DLC. Knights of Sidonia? Oh. Yeah, just yeah, yeah.
0: Was it in Guitar Hero Two? Then I remember playing a Paramore song in Guitar Hero. The Guitar Hero Three track list is iconic, though. It's so good. That's yeah. why I had it on mine because it was. I thought it was the best collection.
2: Yeah. Also, it's can
0: we like... just acknowledge that the Butthole Surfers is the greatest band name of all time? <laughs> the, they That's a real band. Yeah. I know, and it's the greatest band name of all time. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what. Uh, what game they were? It was in. on four, I think. World oh Tour. wait, was it on four? I didn't play four. Yeah. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Rock Band <laughs> One is pretty good too. It was it a DLC song?
1: <laughs> Maybe it was a DLC song.
0: Artist? No, I've my, I. One of my. FCP remix? Yeah, follow. One of yeah. four, what right?
2: I, the reason I put Rock Band Two is because I always enjoyed Rock Band, Rock Band's tracking compared to Guitar Hero, and. One of my fondest memories is us playing Rock Band at Christmas parties, and oh, I man. I distinctly remember Matt singing Chop Suey.
0: <laughs> do you remember my, my... dad singing Pinball Wizard? Mm, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> no, that was great. I wanna, my, uh, I, I like
2: wanna get together and just like play Rock Band with gee, people, that's you. guys. Nice. I'll do it.
1: My grandmother I, I mean, sang I to get the "In Bloom" by Nirvana. <laughs> it was was crazy (laughs) she
0: knew all the words i was very
2: surprised
1: it's almost like a full
2: band karaoke yeah Yeah. i I feel like that'd be super fun
0: every once in a while it's like every four to five months i'm like man i wish i could play guitar hero for an hour right now but i don't have any of the peripherals anymore and like i i don't know how to like can i get you can't Nope. They're, yeah, they're really hard they're, to
1: get. They're expensive. Mine, mine broke, and I wanted to replace it. It, it's like hundred, hundreds of dollars.
0: I have the yeah. Wii one, but I guess, I guess I could dig out my Wii U, get the Wii guitar from my parents' house, charge a Wii remote, or put batteries in it, plug that in, play some. I think he saw. Try
2: to find a copy.
0: I think I, I still have, have Guitar Hero. I have Hero all three games. rock
2: bands for the Wii.
0: I don't know. We'll see. I might have to make that happen because, like, fuck, I love Guitar Hero. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on to number nine. Number nine, uh, we had on two people's lists in the same exact slot. Ten points again. Resident Evil 4. Both Derek and mine's Solid. number six game. so uh, well, I think it's interesting you put this on here, considering you only played it for the first time in the last few months. It was
1: close to being on mine.
2: Yeah.
0: I Probably I like think...
2: 11, 12 range.
1: Uh, I understand... I. It's been, a, like, in my life since it came out, I guess. Like, I have always heard about Resident Evil 4, so I know it's, you know, I've always known it's a great game, and then I played it for the first time, and I really liked it.
0: hmm So part of it is your love for it, part of it is realizing how inc- iconic and important it was for the 2000s. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Uh, we all just played it. It's, it's a really solid game. They're still... They're making a VR version today. It's... It's one of those games that, like, it's like Skyrim level where, like, it will appear on every platform forever going forward. It's just that big of a a game, you know? Mm-hmm. It took over the world. It is the the key piece of the Resident Evil franchise that everyone goes back to and references. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We, we talked a lot about it. If you want to hear us talk more about mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4, you can go listen to that episode. <laughs>
3: There's like an hour and a half of content on that.
0: Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll move right on to number eight. Number eight, the last game that had 10 points. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of 10 points here. Uh, this was number two on Adam's list and number 10 on Derek's. We have Bioshock. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, nice. This is an
3: I only played it for the first time recently, but uh, Derek's played it before, so I'll let him go first. Like, Why is it on yours?
1: Uh, I just think I think it's an an iconic game of the of the 2000s, and I like it was like one of those first like story driven FPSs, right? Like it kind of uh it changed the landscape a little bit when it came out. Um, yeah, it was a big deal. Like everybody I knew was playing Bioshock. You know everyone was talking about it i you know i would go over to my friend's house and we would like we'd play bioshock a lot of these a lot of the games that are on were on my list were like games that because i didn't have uh, a 360 for like most of uh or a ps3 for like most of the generation like i got a, a ps3 in 2009 <clears throat> but in late 2009 so every game like all the games i played for in that generation i played at the end of <laughs> our time period but uh yeah like so a lot of my experience is like secondhand and just like hearing about people talking about these games hearing my friends talk about the games like you know oh I'm gonna go on and play Bioshock tonight like are you gonna hop on live and we can like talk while we play the game together like yeah so I it's a it's a really I think it's a classic that along with like RE4 deserves like to be remembered you know
3: Definitely hmm. there, and like it's also one of the earlier games I have found that has like a slight morality system to it, because uh, when you have to yeah. when, you, when you kill the big daddies and have to get mm-hmm. to the little oh, okay. sisters, you you have the choice of do you kill her for more of the resource or do you spare her but get less of the resource but maybe some rewards for it later? Right, right, yeah. You know. do get different different endings. So this is even one of the earlier games that give you the choice of you know having alternate endings depending on how you're playing it.
2: Choose your words carefully because this isn't in our in our hat technically yes we oh, are. Is it? Like and to, that's the I other thing like to play this.
0: yeah Andrew and I haven't played it and like from everything I've heard from it it's like a game that I think I would love uh you would honestly love it and it's like that's the problem as we go further into these decades is there's just so many games I haven't played it's hard to play every game you know uh, exactly. yeah I,
3: this made it onto my list because I played it so I loved playing it so much now that I finally had a desktop that could do it mm-hmm. and then I immediately started playing two and then I went on to infinite so like this definitely had to make it onto mine yeah. And it's just so much fun.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward so, to again. eventually getting to play it. All right. I guess we will move on to our number seven. Our number seven game coming in with 11 points is Portal. Got to, got to put Bryce. Portal on there. Portal was T-Con's number six and Adam's number five. Adam? I... Yeah.
3: Yeah, another one of those games I didn't get to till a little more recently, but it's just how can you not put Portal somewhere? Yeah. Like, I'm surprised none of you guys put it on there. Because I 2 just is think fair. It pales yeah. in comparison yeah. to Portal yeah. 2. That is fair.
0: Portal is a proof of concept. Portal 2 is one of the greatest video games yeah. of all time. And I fully I think, expect I think, to see it next week. Spoilers.
2: <laughs> I think people retroactively like Portal 1 more because of how good Portal 2 is. Um, I don't know
0: if that's true because I I remember obsessing with Portal before Portal Two was even a thought, like it didn't yeah. exist yet. And like Dan, I mean, Santos but it, it used is like you. S- it, it is
2: like you said, though. It's a proof of concept, and the, sure, the the mechanics are still great. It's the same with the portals, but Portal Two just adds so much. Yeah. Um. And I think that <laughs> like how like Portal One is relatively short in comparison. Yes. Yeah. It's like four it, hours. So it's yeah. It's, it's very much bigger. just like a a cool little sandboxy portal puzzle game, whereas Portal Two feels more like a full experience
1: yeah it, it wasn't even like its own release it was bundled in with the orange box which the kind of the highlights was that it was you know half-life two half-life two episode or no was it, was two it? Two, it was
0: half-life two it was episode uh, TF, one team episode two, two
1: team fortress two and then like this little guy portal and like people were like hey this is pretty cool
0: yeah, you know, people didn't buy it, the orange box for Portal initially; they bought it for yeah. Half Life, and I'm TF2. sure there's some people who bought it yeah. for TF2. But and
3: then you find that hidden gem because I think I, I mentioned it before in another episode. I forgot which one it was, but it does this really cool thing of oh, sweet, this is a puzzle game. And then you start seeing like the writing in the walls and the cake is a lie. Like, like holy mm-hmm. shit, does this have a story? So it does that really amazing mm-hmm. thing of transitioning from one genre into another. And then yeah, you guys are right; Portal Two is even better, but. I still put this on mine because starts it off.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I I'm not upset that it's there.
1: Yeah, I knew someone was gonna put it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was surprised Tikon had it. I've never really talked to him about Portal before. I didn't know he was a fan of it. Uh, number six. <sighs> number six coming in with twelve points. Oh baby, we're Are we really gonna be moving up in a the huge world? difference for like
3: three, two, and one.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a pretty big gap. Uh, Actually, the big gap kind of happens after the next one. Um, So, coming in with 12 points, we have Metroid Prime. Wow, only 12? Metroid Prime was my number 8. I forgot to put it on my list. What do you mean you forgot? There were a lot of games to put
3: on these lists, man. What How many saying? times do I have to tell you guys to do the fucking work and go through the
2: games?
0: Because uh, you're gonna forget about shit. It was it, it was my, it was my number eight and Andrew's number two. That Jesus was, Christ, was, come it, on! It wasn't on Derek's list, not on Ticon, not on Jose, and Adam <laughs> <laughs> apparently forgot about it. Oh can my God! Can I get an honorable what, mention, Adam? Can where would know,
3: it be on your list?
0: Fairly high up if I remembered about it. Uh, I way. mean, it's still number six, which is like that's decently high on this yeah. list. It should be higher, Jeff. I, I, I think my personal yeah, but, preferences. I think it's placed well, but is it Metroid Prime Two better? And is no, it Metroid Prime no, Three even better? It's not. No, no. Is, Isn't Metroid
2: <laughs> not, Prime the best one? Not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah.
3: Honestly, the first one was the best one.
2: The first one uh, was
1: was so
3: good. <laughs> three was my favorite.
2: Really, I never yeah. finished three.
3: Uh, three with what i played like two ruined it by having an ammo system for the beam oh i forgot it did that oh which is just annoying because you just want to spam it
0: Mm. uh andrew this is your number two game so uh yeah for a bit Uh, i mean it's just it like you want
2: to talk about ocarina of time perfectly capturing the transition of 2d to 3d metroid prime did that even better and like it, it not only does it take met the metroid gameplay it takes the metroid atmosphere into 3d -hmm. which is so like the world like this might have the best world design of all time in a video game right like the feeling of isolation the like the way that Samus's uh like combat works in 3d and first person the even the effects with it like how they have the fog and the visor and everything it's just such a like encapsulating game and the scanning visor was really cool because it takes what you could, what you had to do on your own and kind of taking in information from the environment and turns it into a mechanic that actually has nuggets of lore, which is really cool. Uh, the powers are fun. The world, like the music is incredible. The The areas are unique. It's so, it's such a fucking good game, man.
3: I remember the best part, the best feeling of that was uh, there was even stuff you could stumble upon that you didn't realize was important until later. Like, I found two of the keys you need for the opening the final boss. Like, randomly when I was exploring the world, I'm like, what the are only, The
2: things? only bad part about about that game, by the way, is the key thing. Yeah, dealing with the keys.
3: You gotta go find them all, and scatters out the world later. Yeah, But I, I had found two of them randomly. I'm like, okay, what are these? And later on, it's like, oh, okay, I've already got two of these. Cool. But, yeah, Andrew totally nails... It's the nail on the head with this one. Just perfect world building. It's just all so seamless it nails the atmosphere perfectly and honestly metroid works as a third person shooter it really does
0: mm. there's a reason they're making a the fourth one eventually
3: eventually please, please <laughs> technically
0: technically they are making it yeah
3: they just weren't happy with it so
0: all right moving on to number five coming in with 18 points so a five point jump from metroid prime which apparently was criminally underrated by adam accidentally <laughs> We have Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, uh awesome. Derek's number four. Andrew's number eight. Adam's number three. And I believe that's it. Uh so all right, okay. boys. You you three have Super Mario Galaxy on your list. Why
2: Because sure it's an incredible three D platformer. It
0: yeah. really is. Yeah. Uh I think arguably it could be mm, Odyssey's really good. But like Odyssey. before, Odyssey, I think
2: I think Odyssey is probably my favorite of the 3D Mario games.
0: Before Odyssey came around, though, Super Mario Galaxy was like top Dude, notch, okay. like the best 3D platformer around. Um, it's yeah, the, I it's think the only 3D Mario game that I look back super fondly on. Like I I didn't for Sunshine or 64. Um,
3: like, I think part of the reason for that is that it actually takes 3D and it really does mean 3D. Like, here's a spherical planet, now walk all around it. Like You can't yeah, do the that gravi- most-
2: The gravity mechanics in that game are so good. They're so well done.
3: Like, it definitely takes 3D to a level that you just can't see in other things because mm-hmm. of that mechanic. Like, they, they took their theme and they just hit it out of the park with the gravity.
1: One of the things I was thinking about when I, when I put on was, uh, you don't Move the camera in that game,
3: hmm. right? Oh yeah, like you don't. It, it but it's pretty for, good.
2: Well, yeah, because for the most part, a lot of the levels are like have a start and a finish.
3: Like,
1: how many how many three D games in in like the later generation can you think about that like don't allow the player to move the camera, and like they just nailed that level design so perfectly that no matter where you move the the camera's in a good spot and that's just like what
3: you need to yeah
1: that's kind of crazy to to think about
3: but yeah i think it goes back to what you said like it's not like odyssey where there's like 50 things you're collecting the sandbox area like every every level you go into has a set thing you're doing yeah so they don't necessarily need to give you the free roaming camera but you're right they do nail it so you never honestly i forgot that you can't because it's it never came up as a problem, or I was yeah, wishing I could move the camera. Not even right.
1: something I was conscious of. Like, and and like, to, I don't know, like how accessible that makes the game. Like, uh, just watching, uh, like my girlfriend Kayla try to play Mario Odyssey, and like her, the most difficulty she has is having to move the camera around. Yeah. Whereas, like, she has no problem playing any of the 2D Mario's because. There's no, there's only one, like you know, there's no camera to move. And then I was like thinking about Odyssey, and it's like, wait, wait, yeah, it's just you, you don't have to worry. It's just all, it does everything for you. It's all about the movement. It's all about the platforming. You don't have to think about where Mario, where, like what your view of Mario is. You just have to think about moving Mario.
2: Yeah, dual stick controls have become such a crutch and such a like second nature. Mechanic in video games at this point mm-hmm. that it's it I never ever think about it as as like a barrier to entry for games, but that makes so much sense right. and and that is another reason why Mario Galaxy is such a, a, an approachable game and so well renowned is because of its approach it's, it's accessibility, um and you can be a bee
3: and and <laughs> that. honestly I think like honestly Galaxy had some of the my favorite level designs in a Mario game just because like with every individual galaxy just gave them like just so many opportunities to make really creative levels like one of my favorites the like the toy time galaxy where everything's like a giant toy box
2: yeah take like, ta- like it does it does what mario 64 did but better and in, and in more quantity because like it takes the concept for a world right and then iterates on that a few times and each of those levels feel unique right it's like a unique yeah. thing and and there's like almost twice as many worlds if not more than in super mario 64
3: yeah like they get to do this awesome thing where like yeah we could have a bunch of different water worlds but each one's gonna have their own little gimmick like something unique about it like oh this doesn't fit into this one let's just go make another galaxy yeah it really opens up like all the level design you could ever want
1: i think it helps it too it makes each level each each like star in the level feel more unique because it's not like okay every level's gotta collect six coins every level's gotta like you know, beat this race, this guy, like I feel like a hundred coin star. Yeah. Like the fact that there's just three, the three stars per, Is is it always three? Is there sometimes four? I think it's it's always three.
3: It's three base. And there's also like the challenge levels you can do, like from the, and sometimes there's a hidden star. So like three to three to four at base. And then a few extras.
1: Yeah. But it, it like helps keeps the levels like fresh. Like you're not doing the same. It kind of like odyssey where like there's, collect the collecting there's more to do besides just like all right yeah i gotta collect six coins i gotta collect six coins i gotta collect six coins you know there's it's more unique i guess
0: yeah right on all right i guess we'll move on yeah you're right jeff i'm very happy with this list so far yeah (laughs) it's not a bad list uh so going forward these last four games match my four three two and one exactly oh wow it's kind of interesting how this played out Uh, so number four with 19 points, super smash brothers, melee. Heck yeah. Melee was my four. It was Andrew's four. It was Jose's, uh, Jose had both melee and brawl as his number eight. So obviously I just took the points and threw it towards melee. And then Adam had his, has melee as his number nine. So Super Smash Brothers Melee, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna say, mine is on there purely for the nostalgia purposes of us three playing it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) like
3: so often before Brawl came out. Uh, Yeah, on there purely for nostalgia.
0: I mean, Melee is still played competitively to this day. The
3: the the, meta is still
0: developing. Yeah, like people are. There's this new player named uh, Ben. Ben, who's like he's this chic player and everyone's like how has no one ever played Sheik like this before what the fuck he's like he's destroying top players out of nowhere this guy who just picked up the game in 2020
2: yeah captain falcon who used to be considered mostly a joke character is legitimately in consideration a to- a top five for top character. five like yeah and it's it's nuts dude the the, the longevity of this game has the pure passion of the community that's an entire separate thing but what did this game get in what this game did in 2001 was take Smash Bros, a pretty fun fighter, and just made it incredible, right? They added so many mechanics and modes and, like, everything imaginable, right? They like, almost doubled the roster of characters. They added, like, adventure mode, classic mode. No, they already had classic mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, They added, like, break the targets and fucking... Nope, break the targets is in 64. I thought only race the platforms wasn't in four. No, nope, break the targets was in I 64. Be, uh, Yeah, I think. Well, they made break the targets better. Uh, <laughs> and see. everything in this game was just dialed
0: to thirteen. The like, trophy is... system, where like oh, all the, the collectibles, trophies, with little yeah. nugget, like information on like the games they came from and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It countless hours. I obsessed with this game, so I had yeah. I had uh Smash for the sixty four. I loved that game. I didn't have a GameCube yet, but I remember spending any time my mom would bring me with her to go shopping at Walmart. She would go do the shopping while I stood in the video game section playing (laughs) Melee on the display. Uh, I, I had a friend in Boy Scouts who had got a GameCube like right as it came out, and he had Melee and. I would, I'd ask to go over his house every week just to play <laughs> Melee. Oh man, I was obsessed with this game. It's incredible. Uh, Yeah, it's just, it's the, it's the perfect party game that has still to this point evolved. And like you were saying, Andrew, they're still developing the meta of a game that hasn't been touched in, since it was released in 21 years. You can't patch Melee. Like, yeah people yeah. like there are like project m things people someone just uh, modded wolf into the game but like at the competitive level level people are still playing core 1.0 melee and mm-hmm. learning new things and it's just so cool to watch it's like and the most interesting thing about it is that's this isn't what the creator had envisioned like what competitive melee currently is he just yeah. wanted it to be a fun party game and these people who took the game so passionately broke its systems and made it so the characters just like zip around and fly around on the map and do these crazy chains and now you're watching uh, younger players like Zane uh, who only started playing within like the last five years or so uh, of this 20 year old game
2: he's been playing forever but he only became a top player in the last few years
0: yeah and like he just like he took Marth to the next level. Like, uh, Mutant King was always considered the best Marth, and now fucking Zane's coming out of nowhere. No one can beat him. He's gotten so good, and he'll just carry you across the... And it's just so cool. It's like the oldest, most, A- like, well aged esport, I feel. Yeah. Uh, it's,
2: and I think part of the reason why it does so well compared to things like the future Smash games is that, me- like, the way that Melee's mechanics work and the way that the characters' kits are designed, there are, each individual character, at least at the top level and, and the maybe the top tiers in the game, have so many different ways that you can play them. I was listening to the Golden this Guardians so cool. podcast, the Radio Melee podcast, uh, and, and Toph was talking about how he can watch a fox play for maybe 30 seconds and recognize that it's Leffen's fox. Right, You can recognize the player playing the character without any other information. And the fact that you can do that in this 21 year old game is pretty incredible. And the same That's can't be nice. said, the same can't be said for something like ultimate, you know, like sure the roster in ultimate is massive. There's over 80 characters in that game, but there really isn't more than one play style for each character. Uh, maybe with the exception of some of the top tiers because because the reason those characters are good is because they have those options whereas in melee there are multiple characters who have so many different ways that you can play them each character when given the uh the time by different people can look vastly different from one another
1: so do, do you like i don't know just I, I think of that comparison to ultimate like do you think we could you could see that like maybe in 20 years in ultimate people could be seeing these like it, it feels like almost that like people are discovering these options almost because like they've played ultimate and seen how the characters respond in this game and then go hmm i wonder how this would feel if i did this in melee with this no. character is it, it, no, it's just it's that completely like, unrelated yeah it's just people it, that
2: melee is such a microcosm things. of of mechanical depth that it's it's like nothing none of of those mechanics in melee have tran that make it what it is have translated into future smash games they specifically made brawl to be the antithesis of melee in that it is the complete opposite mechanically it's it's slow it's floaty they removed like a lot of the glitches that you could do like they removed directional air dodging because they didn't like wave dashing but then Brawl had a number of glitches so then they removed those in Smash 4. So since Brawl each new Smash game has been an iteration on the previous one's mechanics barring Melee because they're trying to like turn Smash into their ideal game where you're playing the game without breaking its its uh you're playing the
1: characters it. the way they're designed to be played instead of uh, manipulating the game and playing okay I see I can see yeah
2: sure I, I yeah. think we use the term "manipulating the game" a little too heavy-handedly it's, in this it's, scenario. It's like a
0: playstyle. Like everyone has a different playstyle, and you can recognize, like Andrew was saying, you can recognize who is playing that character based on the way that person is playing the character, and you don't get that level of creativity in any other fighting game.
1: Yeah, I guess it, it's hard to, or like- even,
0: in,
2: even in any other Smash game.
0: Yeah,
1: the, the, like wrap your head around the, like the fact that like, you know, okay, I I know Fox. I have played melee. I know what Fox's moves are, but that people can play him differently
2: yeah it's based on like the moves they use in in certain situations and the options they choose and the combos but, they go for yeah, I guess like
1: it, it's hard to like think like okay but how is he different than the fox in in ultimate well because, because over the series they've
2: about they've it, changed they've changed moves and due to ultimates mechanics every character in the game and when we we'll use fox for this example has basically like every character in ultimate essentially has a flow chart if you get if you land this move you have these two options and those are really the only uh-huh. things you can do whereas in melee it's like if you land a move on fox you have seven different options right yeah, okay. so it's like the the amount of de- of depth in melee is is pretty vast in comparison
1: yeah that, that that makes it i mean it's it's cool to think about i guess the sense that like yeah melee had 24 characters it's cool that those 24 characters can kind of all be played seven different ways and then you translate that to to something like ultimate where it's like well now instead of 24 characters that could be played seven different ways you have 80 characters that each play their own unique way and it's like uh i don't know it's it's an interesting contrast to yeah
2: it's definitely a definitely a give and take situation Mm -hmm. but obviously
1: um... like you guys are saying with the 80 characters you are going to have some that are just the best it doesn't matter. They are the best characters, and and like there are characters that are just the bad ones.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and the in in ultimate, the good characters are the ones with the most options. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Um. Cool. Yeah.
2: That's anyway. A whole, and, that's a whole deeper, <laughs> deeper conversation. <laughs> we
0: talked for ten that minutes about <laughs>
1: competitive melee. Yeah. I think this game is totally worthy of being on our list. Um. I just I am not as well versed in this game as you know. I, this melee. Smash Brothers for me was always a party game. Yeah. It was never a competitive and then it wasn't until like later on that when I saw people especially like college where people were like, yeah, we play this game hardcore. And like, oh, you don't just float around in the sky as Kirby and down yeah. B every so often. And Melee <laughs>
2: has always been special for me because it could be both. You know, like mm-hmm. ever right, since right. like Smash 4 and onwards since I've been cognizant of the the competitive scene has always been A competitive game for me that's when i was i was like a teenager i stopped liking playing it as a party game um Mm -hmm. but melee playing it growing up playing it uh as a as a young adult now um it can be both for me it can be both a party game where you get four people together you turn on items you just have a good time and then it can also be a competitive game right right. if like if like me and jeff sat down and committed to melee we would have like eventually we would have a good time doing it (laughs) yeah uh
0: I, and you write this out i would love for us to do an episode where we show derek like some competitive melee and have like, a bigger discussion than this about it and why i would absolutely yeah so that. cool that'd be cool we'll do a melee episode i don't do we know any good melee players we can have delo on delo played mele, uh, melee competitively does he he did uh, i don't know if he still does all right we talked a lot about Super Smash for this, man. We still have three <laughs> games did. left to go. Also, I don't know if you guys saw, but in the podcast talk, uh, there are new uh, Gazellus Ulibarus yeah. discs up. I bought myself a Buzz. Discs? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that they put them on discs. Yeah. Uh, it's quick, That's awesome. Disc Golf Tangent. I, I bought myself a Buzz. They have zones, but I don't I don't think I want the ESP plastic for Do my Do they game. have an ESP nuke? Uh, no. Dang it. No, Fam- Force... Thunderbird. They have Wizards, course, but I around. like my Wizards. Anyways, stop. we're going to stop talking about disc golf on our, our video game podcast. We're going into <laughs> our number three game. A game we recently just played through in its entirety. Left 4 Dead 2. Ah, oh, nice. Left 4 Dead 2, of course. My number three. Uh, T-Con's number two. And Adam's number seven, it looks like. So, yeah, yeah, number seven. So, Left 4 Dead 2. t uh, Ticon and I having them both very highly this game was so much of my um my high school years was playing this game with my friends the campaigns are even like we just went back and played through them all today and how much fun did we have doing that there's so many laughs and screams and just joy playing through it and then we didn't even play the multiplayer which is a whole different aspect of that game that is Mm -hmm. so much fun there's this whole other side where you get to play as the special infected and and like try to fuck with the survivors and try to get them like basically racing to the finish to see who can get further and yeah i i always loved left for dead and it's a game no matter how many times you play it you're playing the same levels and campaigns every single time but no matter how many times you do it it's still always fun it's still always so entertaining to go back and you you know where all the weapons are you know where all of the the items are and like what they do and Oh, the tanks usually spawn in this area, this area, and this area. It's like one of those three. But like it's still so fun. There's so much variety, especially when you start introducing the multiplayer because you're just playing through the campaigns, but the 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 variety of having humans on the other end of being the bad guys is just so so fun and interesting. And I know Andrew, you just played through it for the first time. It wasn't on your list, but what do you think about it being our number 3?
2: Uh, I think it's I don't know if I would have put it quite as high, but I think it's definitely like worthy of being in the top 10. Um, it's it's definitely like a massively fun co-op experience. I haven't played the multiplayer, so I can't really speak to that. Um, but I, as fun as it is, I put, didn't put it on my list because I think it stales out after maybe the first couple of times. Um, it's still fun, just maybe doesn't have as much of an impact after you've done six missions. Yeah. Um, but I still, like, I love that game. Mm. It's still a great time. I have no qualms with this.
0: I think I'm incredibly excited for Back for Blood because it's the promise of being the Left 4 Dead gameplay while seeming to have more replayability and going to be doing more mm-hmm. interesting things to make coming back to it every time more and more interesting and fun. Uh, So, yeah, I'm very excited for Back for Blood, Left 4 Dead 2, our number three game on our list with 21 points. So I know what number one is going to be,
2: but I'm very <laughs> curious to know what number two is going to be.
0: Number two, uh, a big jump up to 27 points. What was Left for Dead? Left 4 Dead. Re- 21. I know it left. Yeah, 21. I feel like I know what number two is. Number two, Derek knows it. I know it. t out there knows it. It's Halo 3, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <of course. laughs> Halo 3 is my number two. It's Derek's number three, and it was t number one. So, All right. Halo Three. We talked about Halo a lot earlier in the podcast, mm-hmm. um, but man, if if I spent a good chunk of my time playing Leopard Head Two, the rest of it was playing Halo Three. Um, the campaign uh, resolving Master Chief's like original trilogy was like actually a very yeah. satisfying. The the marketing campaign leading up to this game was so hype. Has
1: arguably the best uh like commercial ever made for video games.
0: Yeah. It's got like it had some of the live action trailers. It had the one where it was that the miniature like yeah. sculpture That's thing. What I'm talking about, yeah. yeah, and it's going through this battle scene and the brute chieftain is holding Chief up by his hands and like the 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 plasma grenade in his hand glows and he mm-hmm. looks up uh and looks right into the camera and you're just like, Oh, he's about to kill <laughs> all of these guys. Uh and then just, the multiplayer, I put so much time into that multiplayer. Whether it was competitive ranked multiplayer, which I got up to 40... Did I get up to 48 was my highest out of 50? I never got to general. I never got 50. It always bummed me out. Uh, Or I was just playing like big team slayer with my friends where we're all dicking around in vehicles and someone's in a banshee up here and I got a Spartan laser and t over in the back with a sniper. Or if we were playing reindeer games where it was custom maps with Mm -hmm. random shenanigan rules. And like we were talking about earlier, the one where you're launching vehicles at each other or slip and slide where you like glitch off to the corner of the map where the, the, the out of bounds border is pushing you down this slide and you spawn with random, like, it's just endless fun. You can do so many different things in Halo and I just I put so much time. This was the entirety of my senior year of or like late junior all of senior year of high school was Halo yeah. 3. Um I uh in high school the the juniors and the seniors were allowed to participate in a scavenger hunt on around Halloween and it was costume themed and it was teams of 4. Uh T-Con, no, not T-Con. Myself, my buddy, Will, Corey, and Andrew Whitman, all friends, dear, dear friends of mine, we made Halo armor out of uh, like cardstock paper, and then we painted them and uh, resin some fiberglass on the inside to give it some structure, uh, and so there are pictures of me out there in this like full-on Spartan suit. We were red versus blue. We came in second because some of the teachers who voted thought we just bought the costumes, and I was really mad about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yeah, dude, Halo was he, it was my life. And I know it was for T-Con, too. We still play. We were just playing uh, Silly Games uh, what yeah. a week or so ago with all of our friends. Uh, so, like, it just persists. It's lasted since it came out in 2007. Yeah, so, 2007. So, no. It would have been yeah. 2009. 2007. Halo. No, 2007 is when it came out. Because I would have been a sophomore. Holy shit. This was my entire high school (laughs) career. (laughs) Because, yeah, Yeah. that would have been the beginning of junior year, right? Seven, eight, eight. Sophomore. No, that was the beginning of sophomore year. Wow. That was just three years straight of playing Halo 3. Because Reach didn't come out until I was in college. That was in 2010 was Halo Reach. So we played Halo for three years straight damn
1: yeah i i mean I, I was in the same boat where you were like when it came out everybody it was one of those games everybody was talking about it i remember uh it was in my algebra 2 class and that's what like everybody was just like no one paid attention to the teacher and that's a whole other story but uh <laughs> like everyone was like sit, like uh like the people that i was friends that we'd sit in the back and like people were like on the computer or whatever and i remember the day uh one of the guys. Uh, that was, like, in the friend group found out he was number two in the world for Spartan Laser Kills.
0: Oh, <laughs> my hero. Yeah, oh, it was, right like... after my own heart.
1: Yeah, and, and it was like,
0: oh, my God, you're not... What? You're, like,
1: everyone's, like, crowding around the computer. Uh, the teacher has no control over what's going on in the classroom, because <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> not, his name was Jeff, just found out he was number two in the world for Spartan Laser Kills in Halo 3. <laughs> the
2: power of the Jeff.
1: That's uh, incredible. But yeah it's just and i it's like it was an interesting uh era of video games um this i because it's like it's the pre call of duty era right before Uh, like this was multiplayer
0: or uh, modern warfare was out right but it wasn't as was modern warfare out i don't think it was um hang on let me look Um, yeah you type in modern warfare release date and it gives you the new one uh, it, or they came out
1: at the same time, maybe?
0: Yeah, it was also 2007. Yeah, okay. So it, they were the same time frame. Like, they were doing games.
1: Like Modern Warfare 2 is when it was, like, real... Like, everybody was talking about Modern Warfare 2. Yes. But I feel like Modern Warfare was, like, a, a kind was of college... still but yeah Yeah. Um, but, I, like, the big thing, I think, that we don't... The, I don't know. It, it wasn't just, like, you didn't go on... To do to play multiplayer games just to play competitive multiplayer or whatever, like it was like a social thing. Like, you played, like, I was thinking about how, like, when I would play uh, Halo 3 or Halo 2 uh, with people, like, all of my my friends' lists on Xbox Live was all people that I played Halo, it was all people I played Halo with, Mm -hmm. and half the time, like you would just like see who was online and say oh this person's playing a custom game I'll join in and you didn't know what they're playing you don't know what they're doing uh, sometimes you'd join I remember it like in Halo 2 and I feel like it was a little less prominent in Halo 3 but sometimes it was just a lobby of people learning to play how to do glitches and yeah. that was like my my favorite thing to do for a while it was like perform all these like crazy the rocket stupid, jump
0: on Zanzibar
1: yeah rocket jumps super jumps like hey if you go to this you know, like all the the, the legends, there there was the legend of the black armor on uh what was the map? burial mounds and it was basically there was this one spot where you if you could get out of the map and you went to this one spot the shaders on your armor didn't load right so you were just all you were just black uh and it was like it was like the legend and everyone was trying to figure out like yeah yeah we and then someone found it in the lobby and was like oh it's over here and then everyone you know all 16 people in the lobby congregated it's just like it it was a social thing and now i think about like oh multiplayer games aren't like that anymore you know there's nothing out there like halo 3 reindeer games but there is and it's these platforms that we don't do use any like Minecraft and mm. uh like Roblox, I think is like super popular for shit like this. My
0: and, five-year-old nephew, is he six now? Six or six he might be, six. He he calls me and he'll like FaceTime me and be like, Uncle Jeff, did you download Roblox yet? And I'm just like, <laughs> David, I'm not Getting Roblox. He's like, it's really fun though. It's you could you could do all this. he's like Roblox is one of the biggest games on the planet and it's yeah. just we just have no <laughs> awareness of it because it's all these younger kids playing it. But it's and huge. I think
1: I think Halo Infinite could like be really big because I think it's gonna bring it like right now, that ability to create and like kids love that. And yeah. If you have a free-to-play version of the game that, like, gets you into the these custom scenarios or, or Forge, I, you know, we don't know what's going to be the free-to-play part of Halo Infinite yet. But, like, if you were to make the Forge world a free part of the game, like, people are going to flock to that all over to create all, like, I'm really excited to see what they can do with Forge in Halo Infinite. Yeah, it's going to so, be really cool. I remember yeah, three, 3 was where they introduced that, right? Yeah, three was, with the yeah.
0: achievements in this game. Like this I oh, spent yeah. so much of my life trying to get a 1000 gamer score in this game. And then there's like the legend of the recon armor. It was this special yeah, unlockable yeah. armor that only Bungie employees had or uh, or no, the flaming skull, the flaming helmet. The was flaming skull was a Bungie, Bungie employee. Yeah. But it's was like this legendary armor they only gave out to like I don't know, real life war veterans or winners of the Halo Championship and like and eventually they made it available if like they added more achievements later and they were soup four super hard achievements to get. Yeah. Um uh and we ended up we uh me and my friends did it, we unlocked recon armor, it was the coolest thing ever. Oh man. Oh, uh, Halo. Some of the best times <laughs> of my life was Halo three. I'm sorry that Derek I think, and I are just ranting about yeah. this. What
1: one of my favorite things that they did was the Stake-tacular, <laughs> and it was they would they would go into a certain playlist during a certain period, and but like you would just make face off against Bungie employees, and if you beat them by a certain amount, they would, like you would win the Stake-tacular or whatever, and they would literally send you a steak.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> Raise I remember part- the stakes. I remember participating in those and getting absolutely obliterated. Yeah, no, they chance. would destroy you. They're so good.
1: I- you had to try
0: it. <sighs> Halo uh. Three, man number two game of the 2000s what a fucking video game still playing it to this day and all right, now get to the game we can all rant about the but first can... i have to go to the bathroom derek, derek don't Stop fucking derek. no no don't you dare don't I'm you dare no oh my god Oh, oh. all right. I'm not. I'm not Derek. writing this down. I'm not cutting it out. We're just gonna filibuster. What do you guys want to talk about before? Tell Derek comes back. We you know what Derek, the number one Derek game master. is gonna be. Just fucking. Just let's just, just we'll, fucking we'll, continue. We'll, we'll, we'll wait for Derek. This is his, no, this is his
2: fault. He was ten minutes late to the podcast. This is what he fucking gets.
0: Let's go. We've <laughs> talked dra- about it seventeen thousand
2: times already. Two
0: beers. Uh, did you end up getting one of the the Gazellas discs? I got two. Which ones did you get? I got the fucking. I got a Thunderbird and a Buzz. I also got a buzz because I've been Al- I needed to replace the buzz for Allison so I figured if I'm going to buy a buzz I might as well buy a Gazelle's Ulibaris buzz uh and then give her my old one. Uh I thought about getting a wizard but I like my wizard design so I don't uh, want the wizard was sold out when I looked. Uh no it's it's good now it's on there. And I was, was going to originally my plan was to get a zone but I really like my uh my my big Z. Zone. Wait, do they have zones? Yeah, they have it in uh, I should have gotten a zone. Yeah, dude uh anyways welcome to our disc golf podcast where we talk about our favorite thing in the world video games (laughs) and Um, disc golf um yeah i don't know yeah Derek's the worst um filibuster we what other my
2: my oh i was gonna say my um wraiths are supposed to come in Uh, next week, I think.
0: Derek, Halo Wraiths went on sale and Andrew didn't text me.
1: Why do you want a Halo Wraith when you have a Halo Destroyer?
0: Uh, because I can crank a Halo Wraith a little bit better than a Destroyer. Oh. Anyways,
3: do anyone else listening? I also don't know what any of these terms. Mean.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Halo. Well, 3... technically
1: Halo and wraiths are relevant to the Yeah, well, I was like slightly about. confused for a second cuz I was like, wait, you could buy a physical Halo Wraith. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh so fun fact, when you're a fan of both Disc Golf and uh Halo 3, when you type in the phrase Halo Wraith, you get a good mix of uh your two of your favorite <laughs> things. All right, Derek is back. We're going on our number one game, everyone knows what it is. It is The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. 30, oh, 33 points. My number one. Adam's number one. Andrew's number three. Uh, Jose's number uh, six. And not on Derek's list. Intentionally. I double-checked with Derek. I said, yeah. Derek, you know Wind Waker's not on your list. Is that intentional? And he said, Yes, that is intentional. So I think to start off Explain yourself. Yeah, let's yes. start there. Why didn't you put Wind Waker? First
3: you leave before number one and now this?
1: Cause I while it's a really good Zelda game, I don't know if it belongs in the greatest games of the the series. Well Not you're wrong of, of the year. Of the decade.
0: You're wrong because it's the number one game of the decade, according I to us. I think there's
1: ten 10- <laughs> better games than
0: the legend of zelda wind waker i disagree wholeheartedly The legend i mean of that's zelda why wind waker is the best zelda game hands down i i mean that's why i
2: don't i don't i don't necessarily agree with that either wind waker is my favorite game of all time don't get yeah. me wrong but hey. i think there are better video games than it i would agree it's that it, that's why i put it at three like it was it would have been easy for me to say oh favorite game ever number one but i i'm trying to think a little more critically about things than that
1: um Mm -hmm. so that's what i I feel like i tried to really tried to do with this list because i have played so many games from this decade period that i was like what games that i play that aren't just nostalgia fuel for me but also like critically like if i think about these games are they like the best games of the decade and that's kind of where my list came from that's i I try i've tried to think about that about it that way with all the lists eric well i that's the thing is with with like the other generations i hadn't played so many games so i had to try to do both What well what, what are the games that i like to play and what games do i think i know are really good and then with this i was like i know i've played a ton of games i could name you know i the 10 I don't know I have a lot of favorite games from this generation because it was like the game you know the generation I actively gamed the most but uh Wind Waker while one of my favorite games from that 10-year period I don't think is objectively the greatest of them all
0: see based on all of that criteria I also consider all that and I still put it on my number one because I think it does fall under all of that criteria it is what why <laughs> it is one of the best adventure games of that decade hands down it is uh, the art style is timeless it is still gorgeous to this day it was controversial back in the day but goddamn, is it so pretty to look at andrew has it on his shirt right now it's like <laughs> it's like yeah it's like uh, this It's such a good story it like didn't start with just oh go save the princess it started with go save your sister she got taken away by pirates or no, she got captured by the bird. And it's bird. like go with these pirates to go save you, yeah. and then it evolves into the traditional Zelda story of the princess and Ganondorf and the Triforce. But it doesn't start there. It like it starts in such an interesting, unique spot, which is such a cool thing for it to do. Um, I also
2: think that the that it spins the traditional Zelda story in a way that feels so much more personal and and has so much weight to it. I think it's the best Ganondorf hands down. Yeah. and may I would even go as far to say the best Zelda villain he's the it is the best iteration of an antagonist in a Zelda game that we've seen because i think so too you like he's in a way oddly relatable you understand his motivations and the by the end of the game you almost feel for him in a way and even the supporting characters in wind waker are also incredible
0: i think that wind waker has arguably number 1 or number 2 best collection of dungeons in all of the zelda games maybe maybe twilight princess is number one twilight princess fucking shines for its dungeons uh skyward
2: swords dungeons are really good
0: too i wouldn't know i've only played two of them (laughs) uh but yeah dude i just this is the complete package everything is there i don't know why you guys are like oh it's not critically great i love it but like objectively it's not amazing what are you on about I agree that it's a so like, we're talking a solid game.
1: I have to it remind really you, good game.
2: Oh, Derek is Derek. Maybe is being a little more harsh with this than I am because my I only removed it a couple spots. You know, I still consider it one of the top three games of the decade. I just for me, it's talking about minutia, right? All mm-hmm. ten games on the list are are in theory amazing video games. So it's not like it's by it's the same fallacy we fall into every single time, where it's like. Oh, well it's number 11 on the list which means it's a bad video game. That's not the
1: case. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I agree with that. I just think I I guess when I went through my I like my list, I came up with 10 games that I think are better than Wind Waker. Mm. Like from an outside perspective. Yeah, that just from my perspective, I guess. <laughs>
0: Gotcha, and but that's with, the thing about this being, list. Yeah, it I is like it's both an objective and subjective list at the same time. Like there is no parameters of like we have to think about this list objectively, taking our own personal, uh, like bias out of it. It's like no, you're supposed. Yeah. To otherwise, put your Sonic bias Adventure
2: would never have been allowed
0: to be on the list. Yeah, like if we if we had objective lists, T Con wouldn't be invited to, <laughs> to <laughs> be a part of these lists. Wow, holy shit, Ouch, Jeff! <laughs> wow, he has a family. <laughs> uh so yeah i don't know i feel like taking your passion for a game and then just kind of ignoring it seems weird to me i mean i'm not
1: ignoring the passion for the game i'm just saying my passion puts it at number 11
0: that's a fair fair thing to have
3: it's not even
1: in my top five of all time anymore
0: wow it sounds like you need to play some wind waker (laughs) recharge that fire Should we put wind waker in the hat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm just waiting for it to be re-released on Switch, and then I'm a thousand. It's, playing it's probably games. going to. You know, that will happen. I would be, I would honestly
3: that. be shocked if we don't see like a 35th anniversary Zelda thing during E3. Uh, I think they're just waiting a little bit. I we'll
0: see something. I don't know if it'll be Wind yeah. Waker, but
2: they
0: um,
3: already did. It's Skyward Sword. Hmm.
0: So yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I, think I mean, I mean, with each of these lists, I have had at least one game that I've never played before
0: on the list. Yeah, uh, on my list. Yeah, this one is for me is I've only played like two hours of Bioshock and I've never beaten Metro. No, game. I mean on my
2: personal list. Oh,
0: on your personal list.
2: On my personal list for each of these decades so far, I have included a game that I have not played before, but know enough about, it you know, critically and and how it would affect my personal taste that I, you know, am able I'm able to remove, like Derek said, the passion from it, uh, and and think a little more about it. I think, uh, and and that's fine. You know that we do it that way, and it's fine that you guys do it a different way.
0: But that's um, the thing, though, is like I I'm thinking in the ways that you are, and I'm still putting Wind Waker at the top. Under those parameters, I would still put Wind Waker as my number
2: one. Yeah, I mean, it's still my number three. So I think Derek is probably dumb. I agree. pretty pretty sus, Derek. You? Do. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Wait till you hear my list.
2: Yeah, I, I haven't heard Derek's whole list, all right, so maybe. So, uh, well,
0: here we go. We'll go through everyone's personal. All list. right, Derek's number one: Uncharted two. His number two, Metal Gear Solid 3, then Halo 3, Super Mario Galaxy, World of Warcraft, okay, Resident Evil 4, GTA 4, Half-Life 2, Dead Space, Bioshock. Not a bad list, but your argument that, like, Wind Waker couldn't possibly be above any of these ten games is a little crazy to me. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. I don't I, think he said that. It isn't, you know? <laughs> I don't think
2: Derek said that it was as, like, black and white as it is. I feel like there's a world where Wind Waker makes it on Derek's list, right? Like, maybe on a different day you flip-flop. I don't know. It seems like it's a little closer than Jeff is making it out to be. I
1: mean, I, like, I thought about this. I had it, like, in my list of, of games. I had, like, a list of, like, 15 games that were, like, what, what's going to make my top 10? And it was in there. And at one point, I just removed it. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Uh Andrew's list. Number one, Okami, two, Metroid Prime, three, Wind Waker, four, Melee, five, Rock Band two, Mother Three, Demon Souls, Super Mario Galaxy, Assassin's Creed Two, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Uh, shout out to Paper Mario. That was a good pick. Um, yeah. the problem with putting these games in your number ten slot, it's like it probably will never show up. Nope. Um, T-Con. I love T-Con's list because the top three, usually pretty respectable. The next two or three, not bad. The bottom four (laughs) gets fucking weird. Alright. T-Con, number one, Halo 3. Number two, Left 4 Dead 2. Number three, Batman Arkham Asylum. Number four, Luigi's Mansion. Number five, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Okay. Which I had considered putting on my list, but I ended up not having it Okay,
3: now here's the weird ones.
0: Okay, well, we got Portal next. All
3: right. Okay, what respectable.
0: Number four, or sorry, number what is this? Uh, Where's seven, Sonic seven? Number seven no Sonic Games. Number oh, I th- how I you? We, maybe, maybe he took what we said to heart. <laughs> number seven, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Number eight, Lego Star Wars. Number nine, <laughs> okay, no. Ace Combat Six. Number ten, tie the Tasmanian Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ten- I think he's just drawing us now. 10th best game of the 2000s. Uh, Jose's list. So, this okay. Jose only had two games from his list end up on the main list. And, like, which is usually he, he, the last two times, I think he had the most games. So, he had Ninja Gaiden Black, Knights of the Old Republic, Devil May Cry 3. I thought Knights of the Old Republic was a 90s game. No, it came no? out in 2002. Yeah. yeah. 2002 or three, yeah. Um, Devil May Cry 3, Twilight Princess was number four, Shadow of the Colossus, Wind Waker, Dead Space, Super Smash Bros. Melee, Assassin's Creed 2, and Fallout 3. Yeah, but
1: see, those are all games that I would still consider, like, worthy. Yeah. Like, Ninja Gaiden Black, I guess, I don't know, but I know that's a really good Ninja Gaiden game. Like, I know Devil May Cry 3 is considered the best devil may cry again. like yeah
0: like, there's just like shoulder. Shoulder. There's just really good there's game. just a That's lot of thing. really good video games yeah. it was, yeah. it was a really good decade
3: there's, there's too many good like it's the decade where we start seeing all these iconic new franchises start popping up so even going into the next decade there's just going to be so much more to pick from
0: I yeah i think you're on to something though adam saying like we're going to hone it in in the next decade i think it's going to be a little bit tighter than this one didn't i, I say think, that was it you who said that yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think like this is going to be the biggest divergent. Although ten,
2: had. the the twenty tens this time was really hard for me because I was narrowing down like thirty games for my for my ten.
0: Damn. Uh, all right, Adam's list. Winwaker was number one, followed by Bioshock, Super Mario Galaxy, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Portal, Minecraft, Left for Dead Two, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Smash Bros. Melee, and World of Warcraft. Adam, then- Pokemon Diamond and Pearl over Platinum. I put, I put the I, original. I imagine in his mind, it's the like same it, thing. It, yeah, in my mind, it's, they're all kind of the same thing. It's not. <laughs> well, I understand that, but like. <laughs> uh, and then my it list, is- you already know the top four. Wind Waker, Halo 3, 4 Dead 2, Super Smash Brothers Melee, Final Fantasy X, Resident Evil 4, Guitar Hero 3, Metroid Prime, and then these two are just darling ones for me. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast. I have some words to say about that game in uh some an upcoming podcast. Um yeah, this time around my list had the most on the main list. I think I only had three that didn't end up on the main list. I so. had 5 Mm-hmm. Which is pretty good. Uh all right, so I guess we'll go through the our list. But none of
2: none of you have played Okami, so That's maybe true. that'll change someday.
0: Uh all none right. of you have played Uncharted Two. <laughs> I've been meaning to. Our number 10 game was Rock Band's Slash Guitar Hero. Take any of them. They're all the same. Uh, number 9, Resident Evil 4. Number 8, Bioshock. Number 7, Portal. Number 6, Metroid Prime. Number 5, Super Mario Galaxy. Number 4, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Number 3, Left 4 Dead 2. Number 2, Halo 3. And our number 1 game of the 2000s, The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. All right. Next week is the 2010s, the most recent decade. We did an episode on this the, already, the we Ferrara have...
1: cut. I can't wait to change my all, all of mine. Uh I my
0: list looks drastically
1: different.
2: Really? I think the, the results
0: may shock you. <laughs> <laughs> That's some clickbait right there. I think mine's going to be <laughs> relatively the same. Looking at uh an existing list of mine. Uh mm, there's a and couple this is... of things. This that is kind of what I
2: was talking about earlier too. Last year when we did this this exact thing, my top ten was my top ten favorite games. Yeah, I did not I did not take critical acclaim or or analysis into account, and this time I tried to do that. Uh, you know, including some games that I maybe hadn't played by this time last year. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, so, I played a
0: bunch. Is this in when we did it year? last
1: year? Was it around this time?
0: Uh, we did it in was like February. Yeah, it's February. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm curious because I've played a lot of games since then.
0: Exactly. Um. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting for sure. But let's wrap up this episode by doing some trivia. Uh, And obviously, as you all know, it is going to be mm, 2000s video game trivia. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. One second. I'm just clearing my trivia. Your Your trivia board? Yeah. All right. Your search history. Question number one. What was the first Zelda game released in the 2000s? The first Zelda game to be released in the 2000 decade. Adam? Oh, already? Okay. Yeah, um, I feel like you probably don't need a ton of time, right?
3: Majora's Mask. Andrew? Majora's Mask.
0: Derek?
1: I put Link's Awakening,
3: but it you're right, was
0: Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mas- I forgot it was 2000.
2: Mask. Yeah, it was early. It, it was the year Majora's Mask was another like, 11, 12 range game for me.
0: Question number two. The PS3 had a feature that the Xbox chose not to include, causing it to become popular with non-gamers and sell more than it probably would have without it. What is that feature? I know what it is. I have a hint if you guys want it, but it seems like you might not need it. Uh, I, I never. Know had what done? it is. Andrew knows what it is. Derek, do you have an idea think, of what I'm talking you, about? I, I believe so.
3: Can, we, can you repeat the question? Okay.
0: The PS3 had a feature that the Xbox chose not to include, causing it to become popular with non-gamers and sell more than it probably would have without it. What is the feature? You're going to go first, Adam, so whenever you're ready.
3: I'm going to guess like uh, like Netflix and or like streaming services.
0: Derek? Blu-ray. Andrew? Blu-ray. It was a oh. Blu-ray player. Sony decided to put a Blu-ray player in the PS3 right at the the dawn of Blu-ray becoming a thing. Uh my That's him- They
1: designed it. They yeah, designed Blu-ray.
0: So, yeah. Uh Sony owns Blu-ray. Uh <laughs> but Microsoft didn't wow. like didn't put HD DVD player in the Xbox and I've told the story before. My hint was my dad considered buying one for the feature. Uh, my dad historically bought an HD DVD player, assuming that was going to be the format that won. Yeah. It did not. The format wars. But I, I think the PlayStation 3 is what single-handedly won Blu-ray, the the format wars. It was the cheapest Blu-ray player. It was, <laughs> player. The, yeah. <laughs> And you got a PlayStation <laughs> with it. Uh, so, point for Andrew, Jeff, point for Derek. True believers
2: know that the winner of the format wars is the Laserdisc.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Question number three What was the top selling game of the 2000s? Almost doubling the second best selling game. The top selling game. Is of... this the top selling game? Period. Dur- Dur- oh, period. Okay. The top selling game of the 2000s. Period. From the years 2000 to 2009, what was the top-selling game? Uh, we're going to have Derek go first on this one. Mario Kart Wii. Adam?
3: Uh, I was going to guess Minecraft, because technically it was 2009.
2: Andrew? I mean, I had Minecraft on my 2010s list last year. Melee? Uh,
0: it is actually Wii Sports, you clowns. Oh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, really? actually. Yeah. Oh, is like
3: it right? because it came with the Wii?
1: It
2: doesn't.
0: So, it still
1: counts. How can you count that? Because you can't buy it. You
0: buy it when you buy a Wii. I guess you're, I mean,
1: the question should have been what game was in most households? Had the like, highest the largest install base? Yeah, because selling is a different metric than, than an install base metric. And then, Cause yeah,
3: because if I could
1: buy yeah, Wii Sports right now, I would buy it. You but can't
0: I can't physically buy Wee Sports. You, no Shut points. up, Derek. Go you're pee not, or something. Yeah, you're not allowed to argue with me. No points. <laughs> Question number four. That's a good points. But <laughs> what game is the highest rated game on Metacritic to come out in the 2000s? And I can uh, I can give you a Metacritic? hint if you guys want it. What is? Yeah, the- I might need a hint. Highest rated game on Metacritic. You want the I hint? Mean, if, if you're
2: offering a free hint.
0: Yeah, I'll take the hint. It's the number two game on Metacritic. Okay. So that's your hint.
2: Ow, ow, ow. The vaccine's really kicking in.
0: Oh yeah, my arm uh, my arm's my fucking left dead. arm hurts. Ow, yeah, me it's too. Sore. I can't lift it. Um, all right. We're gonna have Adam go first on this one. What is the the top rated game of the two thousands, which is number two overall on the list?
3: Halo three. <laughs> Derek going for pity points
1: uh man uh number two
3: this could be so many things
1: super mario (sighs) galaxy andrew tony hawk pro skater 2
2: it is
0: tony hawk pro skater 2 the second highest rated game of all time i remember so i knew that tony
2: hawk pro skater 2 was in the top five if i just want to clarify you might have seen me typing i was looking up the release date for it because i wasn't sure if it came out in the 90s or not sure Um, Listen, man. I'm a man of my word.
0: It's behind only Ocarina of Time. I knew Ocarina of Time was number one. All right. Andrew wins automatically, but we'll go. My other guess was GTA 4. Was GTA 4 in the top five? Mm, Reopen, close tab. Uh, GTA 4 was number three. Ah, so I would have been close to that. And number five. (laughs) Uh, All right. Question number five. Which doesn't matter. The Xbox 360 featured something called Gamer Zones, which let you declare your gaming play style. Name two of them. There were five total Gamer Zones. Yeah, you guys, Andrew and Adam, I'm assuming you're not going to get any. Derek, how many of the Gamer Zones can you name? None. I can't name any of the Gamer Zones. So, All right, I, wow. Can
2: you repeat, what is a Gamer Zone? What is a Gamer Zone? So
0: in your profile... You would declare yourself in one of these gamer zones, to like give, like you would tell people like what your vibe is when you play video games. So there was, there was recreation, there was pro, there was underground. You remember uh, now? I remember. There was family, and then there was a fifth secret one called cheater. If you got <laughs> caught cheating, yeah. uh, they would they would log into your account and make your thing say cheater. And you couldn't <laughs> undo it. Uh, so oh, I remember those- that now what were you i was always pro because i wasn't recreational but underground was a bunch of tools
1: i think i swapped between pro and underground from time to time
0: underground were those people who thought they were edgy but it's like i'm I'm sure i'm sure the underground people are like i'm those fucking losers that put pro so you know there's always a war between the pro and (laughs) the pro gamer there was no just like i'm just here to have fun man I guess that's recreation. Anyways, tiebreaker for fun. Congratulations, Andrew, on winning. Tiebreaker for fun. How many Zelda games were released in the 2000s? Seven. Including seasons and ages as separate ones? Yes.
1: Okay. Including Link's crossbow training?
0: No. Was that in the 2000s? Obviously. Yeah, it would have been, huh? Not including crossbow training.
1: Eight? Derek? Seven. I said seven.
0: Oh, uh, it was ten. There's one each. Really? Time. Yep. Really? Yeah. Huh. There was one year gap. Uh, uh, because Oracle of Ages and Seasons came out the same year. I don't remember yeah. which year was the gap year.
2: What was it? Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Seasons, Ages, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, Twilight Princess, Spirit Tracks. Just Spirit Tracks in in the two thousands.
3: Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, th- I thought it was a little
0: later. so, so what was the ninth collection one? count? The what? No. The, the, the collector's collection? edition. Collection. Uh, fine. We'll fucking look this up. Um, all <laughs> the other games. Uh, You guys are making me do this. Hey, man. <laughs> did you count on, the one uh, who did Four Swords Adventures? Minish Cap? Four Majora's Swords Mask, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, uh, Link to the Past, Four Swords. Yeah. So, so Four Swords, Wind Waker, Four Swords Adventure, Minish Cap, Twilight Princess, Phantom Hour, Glass, Spirit Tracks. And wow. then Skyward Sword was in 2011. Link's Cosmo training? No! I forgot about, I forgot about Minish
1: Cap.
2: Uh, All right, and Soul Calibur 2 which featured Link
0: that brings us to the end of this episode of the Game Sharks podcast thank you very much for listening you can find us on thegamesharks.com where you can check out my review of Bravely Default 2 we're going to be reviewing a couple games coming forward I think going forward it's safe to assume that only Andrew and I are going to be writing reviews because no one else can seem to be bothered to do it I Uh, keep
3: forgetting. I I want to.
0: Derek's not even listening. Derek's not even listening. He's probably like talking to Kayla. Hey, these idiots think I'm going to write a review for their website.
2: (laughs) Um, Every time Derek has to write – every time Derek thinks about writing the review, he has to pee. yeah.
1: Yeah
0: and then he forgets uh so it yeah is. check us out on thegamesharks.com you can send us an email at game sharkspodcast at yahoo.com what are your top games of the 2000s how do you pronounce it do you pronounce it 2000s you pronounce it audies do you pronounce it naughty's do, do you call it something else <laughs> let us know uh and you can send us any trivia questions you have for the boys obviously next week's trivia is going to be about the 2010s so feel free to send any questions if you have any but i believe gentlemen with that we are finished. That one was a